unfortunately, Fez has got a flu and a half. Now, it could be AJ, who is here with Scott. I, do you guys live together? We do not. Okay. Well, this is like a second home, so. <laughs> the boss likes to hear that. Now, you got two kids. I do. Who's the father? Oh, you're the father. I, I mean, I, that's I why mean, I say I've got two kids. I mean, I, sometimes there's beard. You've heard of beards, right? Yeah. Okay. But, I, you know, I'm not saying that. I'm just saying I've heard it. Okay. But Bert and Ernie were like that. I've heard. I've heard rumors. I heard more rumors about Bert than Ernie. Yeah, well, he was, I think Bert was the aggressor. I, er, Ernie kind of just got a lot, just I, did, went along to get along. I think Ernie just thought things were cool and didn't realize that Bert was obsessed with him. Well, Ernie's so much cooler. Ernie just thought, yeah, we're boys, no big deal. But meanwhile, as soon as Ernie leaves the room, Bert's, you know. As you can tell, the show's a little different this week. <laughs> but, but we do got the guy, the two leaders. I mean, this pains me. I can't lie. By the way, I did pretty well. The funny thing is the games I loved on Wednesday, every sharp in the world disagreed with. <laughs> so I, I went neutral. I didn't go the other way, but I went neutral. And, and, and I had some good stuff. I mean, Sam, I mean, everyone, every, and we'll get to that. In fact, let's start with that game. Everyone was on Tampa that I saw. I mean, the Sharps. Really? The, yeah. Loons. And, I mean, it wasn't a game. No. And it's important to keep that in mind. We always look at fourth quarter win share to say who controlled it. Well, 100 to nothing. All right. <laughs> there was no control, no control out of the control of San Francisco. Max control. But then you might say, yeah, turnovers. Yeah. It was about 10 points of difference Tampa lost on turnovers. But if you look at the actual how they played at the line of scrimmage, it was about a 17-point difference advantage San Fran. So San Fran dominated the line of scrimmage, and the turnovers also were negative against Tampa, and that's why it was a total 28-point route. I don't think we got to really figure out that much. The question is Purdy, how good he is, and Brady. But let's start with Brady. You were bragging before the show, AJ, that you said something. Do you want to repeat that? I, I said a couple of weeks ago, I think Tom Brady's the father time's finally come and collected. He's undefeated. He, father time can pop the champagne like the 72 Dolphins because he got Tom Brady. Does anyone disagree with that? McKenzie's in the control room for those wondering. I don't know if it's necessary. I think it has a lot to do with the team. I just don't think the Bucs are a good team this year. They, remember the offensive line issues that we talked about before the season started? Oh, for sure. I think not having Gronk is a huge yep. loss for him. And he has no, – I, I know you, you say it's the same running back that he had last year, the same running back he had when he goes to the Super Bowl. They have no running game whatsoever. The play action is just not, not effective because there's no threat of the run whatsoever. But, a- but Tom's also missing throws. He's throwing the ball into the ground. He's throwing the ball over guys' heads. Like – He's doing things that Tom Brady didn't do before. There's a lot of debate, though, and PFF has done some good work on this. Is running the ball effectively necessary to be effective in the play-action pass game? A lot of people don't think that it's required, that it's the potent, the threat of it. Mm-hmm. And even if you're not running well, they still often feel threatened by it. Not always, but often. Uh, getting the numbers, though, we got a composite we do. PFF and QBR. PFF has Brady 10th. All right, and QBR 23rd, do the average 17th or so. And that means he's still one of the 17 best, let's assume that's right, 17 people walking the earth that can play quarterback. So 
is an average quote. Like, Mackenzie, on your chart, and I know I should have it right. Oh, here it is. The question is, who's number 16? Who's number 18? And what we got, uh, well, Brady and Daniel Jones and Tannehill are effectively tied. So is Daniel Jones, he's someone that you guys have heard discuss, like, hey, is it viable for him to continue as the, you know, pay him 25 mm-hmm. mil? The question is, can they get him at a mid-level discount, right? If they could get Daniel Jones for like 12 million, I'm, I'm almost sure they'd keep him. Yeah, well, you can't so. franchise him, though. No, that's the thing. Yeah. So, so he's in. So if, 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 and if you look at Tannehill, and let's forget for a minute those three interceptions last year, because that colors everyone's perspective. Tannehill's you could win with Tannehill. He number one seed last year in the AFC. I don't think Brady's the, now. If you expect Brady to carry them, he's the problem. But I still think he's an average quarterback, right? I mean, but I don't think there's any quarterback that right now you could replace Tom Brady with and tell me the Bucks are marginally better. Because oh, I, I disagree. Just, with or that more than margin. When you say marginally better, you mean that hardly any better, or you're saying not a lot better. I don't think that. I don't think that if you put any different quarterback on the Bucks, their record would magically go from six and seven to let's say an uh, an eight win team. Oh, I disagree. Or nine win team. I, I got a thought, but you go ahead. Hey, you tell me if Josh Allen's the quarterback of that team, he's not doing things that Tom Brady can't do. If Lamar Jackson's quarterback in that team, it, like, and, and here's the thing. Well, now now you're throwing in the quarterback run perspective. That, that's it. Yeah. There's certain quarterbacks that can carry a bad unit much more than a quarterback who, by definition, needs everyone in sync and orchestrating greatness. But you need your line blocking. You need your receiver running the right route. You need all the receivers running the right route. You need the coach doing the right things. That's what they had the year they won the Super Bowl. This year is Brady that much worse? A little, it seems. But but I think I think Justin Fields would probably have a better record with Tampa than Brady. Though Justin Fields' ceiling right now is mm-hmm. nowhere near. Although, I get although in this in our metric, Justin Fields is eleventh. And and but I'm saying his ceiling is nowhere near like a guy. I don't think we'll see if Fields can become a, a competent passer. There's never sure. been a quarterback in the NFL mm-hmm. that's been good that wasn't a good passer. That running has to be one of two things: an uh, like red crush pepper, you know, a little yeah. augmenting, or it's a bridge. Whereas when he's learning to throw, he runs. That keeps him on the field. A la Lamar and Jalen Hurts. That's it. I think Hurts for sure. Lamar threw better his second year than he throws now. Now, that could be receivers or whatever. I mean, the stats tend to back that up. So I do think in general, though, if you let's look at Mac Jones. When he dropped off, it was like a night. It's like, what the hell? What could, I mean, they won tonight. But it's like if you can't run and you can't pass, what can you do, right? And you could play the play the Cardinals. That's pretty much your only option. And you think about it. Look at look at Trey Lance. I mean, he was running so much because he had to compensate. He wasn't throwing. But very few guys throw well. I mean, we're going to talk about Trevor Lawrence. He's had a couple. I mean, over the last five games or so, he's had three or so that's been very good. And and not that he was mobile, but he's a number one pick. That, I mean, I got to be honest. If Trey Lance. Oh, I'm sorry. Check that. If Trevor Lawrence were, who's a guy picked like maybe, let's just say someone, Justin Fields, let's say. They were ready to bench us. I mean, at some point, you were dancing on Justin Fields' grave, AJ. Yeah, I thought thought he was a a disaster. I I thought he was the second worst quarterback in the league last year behind Zach Wilson. And the question is, is he really throwing much better than he was when you thought he was? No. So he's now found a bridge. Mm -hmm. 
But if he doesn't figure out how to throw or, or get that skill set, he's not going to be in the league. Right. He's going to get hurt or who knows what. Lamar is another level. Now, I don't know. Some would say Fields is more impressive in a way. Lamar has always been considered the best quarterback runner we've seen. Is Fields better with the eye test? Not passing, but just run. If you got I think one, he's had moments. He certainly has had it, more yeah. longer runs. Yeah. Because he has more than anyone in history, I think, yeah. already or something. Like fifty, more than 50-yard runs for quarterbacks. Or some crazy stat. All right. So Tampa still has a great chance to make the playoffs. Does, although, they don't control their own Carolina destiny anymore. controls their own path. Which is yeah. actually a great, is a great <laughs> fact, you know, because I, I tell you this, I think that incentivizes them in the locker room. I mean, sure. If there's a sense of if we just keep winning, and it's not that many games, it's four games. We win four in a row, we're in the playoffs. And Wilkes, I don't know how much they like Wilkes or not. But if they do, it's a way to. If he makes the playoffs, though the Raiders did, but but that they were had a decent record before, so I don't know. It, eh. And McKenzie makes a good point. Tampa does control their own destiny as well because they've they got play to Carolina. play Carolina. So that, I, that I misspoke. No, but Carolina. No, but Carolina. If Carolina wins destiny. that game, they they yes. control their. They own both yeah. control their own yeah. destiny. Yes, yeah. which yeah. means that there's no. You don't got to rely on anyone. Yeah. yeah. Just, just win. Just win, baby. So McKenzie, you had a, a little comment that you took down. You want to make that? Just looking statistically, when Peyton Manning was the worst statistic quarterback in the NFL, he was still... I'm not sure he was the worst, but he was bad. Yeah, I, he was still really valuable. And I think Tom Brady, I mean, look at the last couple uh, two-minute drills that he was able to pull out wins. I think there's a confidence late in games that the best quarterbacks, you can't see in the there, numbers. There's intangibles that Tom Brady has more of than anyone. Peyton Manning's... Into, I still remember the play in the Super Bowl. It was like third and seven. And he and it was like they had to get that first to win the game or the salt the game away. And he audibled and he threw a little like under route and I could still see it on the left side. And it's like would Brock Osweiler have done that? Mm-hmm. Yeah, I, I think well, McKenzie's making a really good point and that I don't think if the if the Saints game or the Rams game if they had Jameis Winston playing quarterback, they don't come back and win those games. But would Tom Brady have, in any other year, needed to have some sort of miraculous know, comeback? I don't think to... anyone's debating Brady's down. Okay, like, is that the debate? You think other people are saying he's playing just as well as ever? No, I, I just think he's now a below-average NFL starter. Okay, and in 2019, when he was 19th in QBR, everyone thought he was done. And yeah, he but, but let's be candid. I mean, he's reaching the bounds of uh, credulity. I mean, <laughs> and 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 at some point he is going to get. But I would say this: beginning of the year, the PFF guys were saying playing as well as ever. But I think he was playing better at the beginning of the year too. And older players in general go down during the year because they get everyone gets banged up. Young guys recover faster. Old guys get injuries throughout the whole year. Yeah, we saw that with Drew Brees a lot towards the end. Yeah, for sure. Well, I don't know how much we saw that because Drew Brees' numbers were always good. Yeah. And everyone that was a couch scout, as I call them, sitting there with the couch sink and they're a scout, said, his arm looks weak. I wonder if he can throw that dig route. It's like, you don't know what a dig route is. <laughs> but that's a whole other thing. <laughs> All right. And finally, other side of the ball in, or other side of the sideline 49ers now if you look at the bucks and there's like color codes for good or bad and they're looking at rush pass early down late down early run all this stuff the only green which is a good number the only green is early runs from tampa the irony of that is every wannabe analytics person <laughs> is talking about you can't run the ball early. That's their key. That or you can't punt. That's the two yeah. keys. Um, 
If it was that simple, I'd like to have a head coaching job now. 49ers only had one purple, which is their late runs. It doesn't matter. Everything else is green on the offense. Backup quarterback, everything else is green. And if you think about it, their defense is the opposite of the offense of Tampa. So in a way, 49ers dominated this game so much that there was only one small area that their offense could have done better and only one area their defense could have done better. And there's literally one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten, about 12 areas. So like they're 22 <laughs> out of 24 doing well. Strong. It was domination. It really wasn't even a close game. And Brock Purdy, I, I, t- I talk about what this. What does this mean about his potential to win a Super Bowl? Do you think he can win I, a Super Bowl? Yes, because I, I mentioned this on SOVAM. The term game manager gets thrown around a lot as a negative term. Mm-hmm. It's I, a very limited. Exactly. I disagree with that. I think it's actually a term of endearment because it means that you're not screwing up the game for your team. And if you can do your job, which is just just do your job. You don't have to be above and beyond. I'm not asking Brock Purdy to be the NFL MVP. I'm not asking him to throw for 400 yards. On this team, on the 49ers, all he has to do is not screw it up for his teammates. And that's what he did on but, Sunday. But is your goal to win it as a team? If you're the GM, your goal is to win the Super Bowl, right? Yes, and I think they can as long as— the quarterback is not the detriment. I think he, here's where Brock Purdy has a chance to become a detriment. Brock Purdy looked great in this game because they were dominating basically from the jump. He looked pretty damn good the last game. Sure. I think if you put him on a field with Patrick Mahomes or Josh Allen, and he has well, to now— Well, first of all, Josh Allen right now, I'm not sure I wouldn't want Purdy. I'm just telling you. You, you dig it in the numbers a little bit. But here's okay. the thing, AJ. He's not on the field with them. The 49ers' defense is. But in theory, well, that's a good point. Too. Okay, then do you assume the 49ers are going to shut out the Chiefs? I think the 49ers well, we know right they're now shut out the Chiefs. I think the 49ers right now are can line up with anybody. I think that they're rightfully so the third All right. best team in the NFL, power rated. Here's where I disagree with Scott. Let's go back and look at the last, and we consider 2012 and on to be the modern era of the NFL based upon this CBO, collective bargaining agreement, or CBA, I guess. And how many of the winning quarterbacks were game managers? You can make the case Peyton Manning was at the end, though, that, you know, I don't know, meaning he still was Peyton Manning, mm-hmm. right? But I think he probably is a game manager at the end. We know Brady wasn't. Maybe he was in the first Super Bowl, but we're going back to 01, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. And Nick, as much as Nick Foles is the weak link in that list, mm-hmm. he didn't play like a game manager. No. He played one of the five best games the quarterbacks play in the Super Bowl. So... I would say Russell Wilson was that win, probably. Because remember, Russell Wilson. I was going to say Russell Wilson. Uh-huh. I was going to say Stafford. He, they, You know what? He, his, his levels, probably, he should he'd be better as a game manager. But they didn't use him as that. They really leaned on him last like, year. A lot of deep play actions. You're talking about over the course of the season, not like in the individual game, right? No, he's talking about in the event. Uh, like in, the, think, in this one play, game. I think the playoff run is what matters. Okay. Because you've got to make the playoffs to have a playoff yeah, run. Yeah. But assuming you do, you see a lot of weak quarterbacks make the playoffs. Sure. But they rarely even make the Super Bowl and they rarely more win it. Mm-hmm. So I would say Stafford throughout the I mean, he led the league in yeah. EPA per play. Yeah. I mean, that's not a game. Typically, that's not a game mm-hmm. manager. But listen, here's what I know for sure. The stats are broken. Not broken. The stats are imperfect. And here's why we know that. Jimmy G. It, there was a list of quarterbacks that did something that was amazing. It was like they, they did this and this. And I think it was Joe Burrow was now on that list over like three years. And there's only like seven names since this century 
You know, it's Brady, Manning, it's it, it's Rodgers. And Jimmy G was on the list. <laughs> Is it wins? Was it like win percentage? No, no, no. Like it was okay. like quarterback. It was like an advanced kind of EPA-based okay. stat. And everyone always complains about how high Jimmy G's numbers are because there's something – and they say, oh, it's Shanahan. <laughs> and to some degree, I see that because Shanahan did make other quarterbacks look better than they seem, but they never could win with those quarterbacks. So, so this is what now? What are we looking at, Mackenzie? EPA since 2017. Jimmy G, number four. Joe Burrow, number five. Okay, so now let's read the – now let's think. Get in your mind. Remember, this is going to have Brady, those kind of – you know, people are retired now, but this is from 17 on. Who's had the best EPA? All right, let's start. I'm going to go uh, – uh-huh, uh-huh. All right, I'm going to start with Ryan Tannehill. Well, you should start with 11 just because it's funny. Oh. <laughs> yeah. Well, I think he only played like a couple snaps. Andrew Luck, who is – is um, let's be honest, he's he's had some trauma because he had to order dinner for the rest of the team. All right, number 10, Ryan Tannehill, whose numbers have always exceeded people's opinion of him. Kind of like Jimmy Garoppolo. But he had a great running game. But he's still number 10. Right? Yeah. A little hint, Garoppolo's to come. All right, number nine, Russell Wilson. Now he's, he's dropping like a like a lead plummeting. No, he did do a little better in that game. All right, by the way, I didn't realize the way that game went. I had Denver. I mean, we went two and three, unfortunately. But um, the Cowboys. It's like if I I never lay doubles. I have the Bills. Those mother lay nine and a half when the market's ten and a half. Mm. Those Bills really are bad. bad. I don't <laughs> like them. Anyway. Uh, but Denver, I w- what was it, 27 nothing? 27 nothing, yeah. Damn, it's a tough business. Let me just tell you. <laughs> All right. So, anyway, Russell Wilson, number eight, Tom Brady. This makes my point. Now, it did have that last year in New England. He didn't have any playmakers, right? So, yeah. But I, I tell you, Brady is not even close to the best quarterback ever in the regular season. He's just not. I mean, Peyton Manning was so much better. Yeah. It's Drew Brees is better in the regular season. And that one's at least the EPA, but that's from 17. But he is, by the hint, he's ahead. Okay, next, Aaron Rodgers, number seven. Number six, Phillip Rivers, who is much better. There's an example, better in the regular season, at least during these years, than Tom Brady. But no one even, the question is, is Rivers a Hall of Famer? Yeah. Yeah, people debate that, you know. Is Eli a Hall of Famer? Eli's stats aren't near as good, mm. but he got two he's got rings. got two rings, yeah. It's a, it's a ring culture. Joe Burrow, number five. Jimmy G, number four. Oh, my God. Deshaun Watson dropping like a bullet, number three. <laughs> That's amazing, actually. Drew Brees, Patrick Mahomes. Now, Josh Allen, your favorite's not on there. No. Where's Josh Allen? Number 15. Number 15. Behind Ryan Fitzpatrick. <laughs> that went to Harvard. Of Winston. And behind Geno Smith. That's wild. Yeah, and well, Smith's almost always numbers are this year, and until recently, he's done. Well, last game was only bad game, really. This whole year, Uh, Herbert and Hertz is is storming. So, in in general, this feels like the right list, and we could say, well, Allen. But remember, Allen's first year, second year wasn't good at all. If you just Allen's been the last three years. If you go from twenty twenty on, do do that, Mackenzie, because that will tell an interesting story. Because I think he'll be in the top three or four. All right, so 2020 on. Do, 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 do. All right, Patrick Mahomes one, Aaron Rodgers two, Deshaun Watson still three, and Josh Allen four, Burrow five, Geno Smith six, Tannehill seven, Jimmy G eighth. Where's Brady? Brady 10th. Wow. So, you know, again, EPA is not perfect, mm-hmm. 
but boy, it's it's a good stat, and it's probably the best stat, really. I don't, you know, I mean, when it comes, not necessarily quarterbacks, I like QBR better, but it's hard to do this with QBR because yeah. it's an opaque black box. They don't tell you how they calculate it. All right. So, I don't remember. What, what got us started on? Oh, it was how good Jimmy G. Yeah, we were talking about Rock Purdy when it Yeah. I was shocked at how little adjustment there was with Purdy. I thought, when there ever been a third? But let's call him a backup quarterback because let's be candid. Jimmy G was better this year than Trey Lance. So let's not shit on Trey Lance. Let's just say uh, Jimmy G was a starter. Now the backup comes in. He's an unproven backup. We can still... Still call Purdy the third stringer because let's yeah. just say Trey Lance is the backup. Yeah, but that's if Jimmy G was traded, which was the plan, he would have been a backup. Yeah, that, okay. But, yeah. but 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 let's say this: he would have been one of the, in theory, on paper, one of the worst backups in the yeah, league. Yeah, least experienced, least. Better. So he's probably let's say if the worst backup is sixty four, just you know thirty two times two, maybe sixty. I think coming into the year we would have perceived him to be the sixtieth best quarterback. I've never seen a quarterback that perceived to be bad have a team have odds. What what is it? I'm sure the odds. Let me see. I haven't looked at this week's Super Bowl odds. What are they up to? Like eleven to one or something? Better than that. See, eight to I, one consensus. Say it again. They're eight to one now. Consensus tied for fourth favorite. That's unbelievable. It is. When has there been a quarterback this bad that that was going to be the rest of the year, not a, a little couple mm-hmm. games? I can't remember it. I can't think of one either. I, you know, I love Circa because they'll let you bet no. Yeah. I might have to uh, g- come out of crypto. I haven't been watching the crypto, though. How's that doing? Oh, wait, never mind. But <laughs> it'd be like, I'm going to drop a few tokens down because I, I, I want to make a monster. But, I mean, let's be Cal Shanahan, Cal Shanahan can't win when he's up 28 to 3 in the Super Bowl. <laughs> he's going to win. I mean, like, that is a friction point for him. If you tell me they win out the rest of the year, I can deal with it. But he's got to overcome that demon. And I get to lay what? 11 to win one that they don't probably is the, probably the minus number on that. Yeah, take a gander. What, would you want to lay that, AJ? No. You wouldn't. So no. you think 49ers got a good chance to win? I think the 49ers, I think the 49ers are the best team in the NFC. So it gives them in Philadelphia a, right now with Brock Purdy. I do. Well, then you you need to start betting a lot of money on the 49ers. I mean, you did you have a monster bet against Tampa? I had because Tom Brady's dead. You are no, over. I, I I was heavy on Tampa team under team total under. Yeah, but that that, that so, has well, I didn't know what Brock, Brock Purdy Brock. was going to do. I just knew Tom Brady wasn't scoring against the 49ers. So at Circa, you uh, can bet minus twelve fifty on the no. 49ers. I thought it said twelve hundred. Twelve ninety minus twelve ninety. Oh, twelve ninety. Okay. Yeah. 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 Okay. So thirteen to win. I don't. I thought eleven maybe, but all right. I still would lay that. That's probably yeah. my favorite bet. Oh yeah. I don't think. I don't even think it's possible. It's like it's almost incomprehensible. Like it's probably better one, bet for you. What? Minus four thirty that they don't win the NFC. See, I, I could see that because they've done it before. There's not that wall. There would be a wall in the suit. And that's why when I say when you go up against a Patrick Mahomes who put up well, 44 what, on him. 430 versus 8? Okay. Huh. But you can bet the minus on the 430. You bet minus 430 on the no. So you they... got to lay triple as much on the Super Bowl, a 12 to 1. Yeah, that they don't win why the Super Bowl. Why triple? I know the AFC probably would be favored, but not by that guy. I was just wow. thinking, I mean, we saw Kansas City put up 44 points on the on the 49ers this season. Yeah, that maybe is affecting that number. And so, but you're the one saying they're going to win. No, but that's what I'm saying. My whole my, the start of this argument was 
I think it's going to be. Did Brock Purdy win a Super Bowl? And I think the answer is probably not because if you get into. You're not saying anything. If you get into a shootout match where you've got to keep pace with a a Patrick Mahomes or a Josh Allen. But not. You mean they're not favored. But the question is what would you. If you were forced to bet this, and here's what I told you I said, you got to bet a thousand bucks either way. But you give me the number, and I'll tell you how I want to bet it. What would be the no price for the 49ers that you would feel like, you know, I don't care what RJ takes because I think it's the, the number where I'm right there where I don't know what to do with. Like, where's the no number that you would say is the right price to make you comfortable with a bet? I, I don't know. I don't know because I'm you not think com- it's twenty to one. I'm not comfortable enough with that market to really understand how it should work. Well, but it's real simple. I, well, here's, let's think about this. Okay. Thing. Is what's the chance? What do you think the percentage chance of them winning the Super Bowl? Like, let's compare. Look at the teams on the list and tell me which one you think they have a commensurate chance with. Like, you don't think they should be fourth, right? Like, right now they say the Bengals have less of a chance to win than the 49ers. Do you believe that? I don't. Okay. So you think that they should be lower? Yes. All right. Or the Bengals should be way Or the higher. Bengals should be higher. Okay. Because I still, I do believe. And Bengals are likely going to be. The, uh, a wild card, so you got to keep that in mind. I do believe the 49ers have a very good chance to make the Super Bowl. I think when they get there, when they play these teams in the AFC, the Bengals, the Bills, or the Chiefs that will will put up a bunch of points even on a good defense. Well, not if Josh Allen's the quarterback unless he changes the way he's playing. Dude, if you if you make – this is what I, you I said about Justin that. Herbert three weeks ago, and then last week, how did he look? Justin I mean, Herbert looked like shit last week. Justin Herbert looked like shit last night? Last or week. Two? No, I'm saying you said that two weeks ago, and he's had, he, well, he has bad games. You just said three weeks okay, ago. Okay, three weeks. You've been he's saying, had a bad, you've been he's saying had it all a bad season. season. I've been saying it the whole time. I don't think he's as good as people think, and he's not. You think last game somehow proves the point, or is that the exception? Why would that be the rule instead of the exception? Why would last year? Why would this year be the rule instead of last year? Because there's a whole season, and to some degree, you got to do well this season. I mean, most people don't get seasons dismissed. In ge- I mean, I'm not trying to dismiss this season. I'm saying this. Saying, se- why isn't it more pertinent? Why you're asking why this season isn't? Because you or not, last season isn't more. You're pertinent. not seeing the fact that he didn't have his receivers on the field, and then last night he did, and he looked like number the best 10. player in the league. He's number ten. Yeah, he's this number year. ten. That's not good. That's playing how many games without? Well, Mike Williams and Keenan Allen, and he's still number ten. He's still that, top ten quarterback in the league. And that's the question: is 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 that the because it? Let's say this: they had both players. Both receivers, and he did look good. So if that continues for four, five, six games, if they make the playoffs, now I'm going to be like, okay, that was the factor. Most quarterbacks don't. If one receiver's out, because I know most games he had one of those. It was it was what one and a half games he only had didn't have either of them. The, the week that Keenan Allen came back, Kyler, Kyler Murray didn't get many of these excuses when he didn't have Hopkins. That's because Kyler Murray yeah, has a history short. of failure. And so and so the what success. He's never stepped onto the playoff field, Herbert. What's I thought wins is a stupid stat for quarterbacks. No, success. Well, then that, why is Tom Brady the, the GOAT? I mean, wins are the ultimately all that matters. In the short term, wins can be deceiving, right? I mean, to, it's to how people thought Tua was better than Herbert. Did you, did you think Justin Herbert had a great year last season? No. Okay. I think he had a really good year for for a for a second year quarterback. All right. I don't. I mean, how many? Honestly, if it was for one game, you know, you're a uh, million dollars on the line. Whatever, high stakes for you. Last year, you Herbert wouldn't have been a top. He wouldn't have been ahead of Mahomes, right? 
the Chargers wouldn't have been ahead of the no, Chiefs. No, I'm saying just the quarterback. If if you could plug him into whatever. It's a I think Justin Herbert was just about as good as anybody last year. All right, so the numbers don't back that up. The numbers had him clear second tier, but at the bottom of the the debate was was he top five? Like last year, Rodgers was great, right? Her, uh, Josh Allen was great last Josh year. Josh Allen, yeah, better than this year for sure. Oh. All right, Allen this year, or, or last year, and then for sure Brady last yeah. year was better, mm-hmm. and then the debate starts, right? And meaning who, there could be a lot of people on the – well, not a lot, but, you know, that's where the – well, let's look at our numbers real quick. Can I see that? I don't, for some reason, McKenzie doesn't give me this sheet. Does he? Oh, it's up there. Okay, sorry about that. Um, yeah, Mahomes, Allen, obviously Tua is high now, but we didn't believe in that. Burrow, I, I mean, listen, if it was for one game, I'd want Burrow – now Seven, and then, so 17 much more. and 3 ATS in those last 20 starts. Yeah, I mean, it's not even <laughs> a debate, a right? I mean, what, but you know, something looking at this, I might be the last one. Uh, the funny thing is, I, I, t- I would take Cousins before a lot of people would, but he's not ahead, of, you know, he wasn't ahead. Uh, Kyler, Aaron Rodgers now is low. Dak Prescott's a debate. I mean, because, but uh, yeah, I would have taken her. Now, if we're talking career, Herbert, here's the question. We'll segue to this one because it's something I asked Fez last week. If we were drafting the entire NFL, that means all players, quarterbacks too, and we're considering age because we now have that player. It's like a keeper league or whatever, Mm -hmm. right? Herbert could go number one. I think that would be fair. Are you considering contract as well? No. Okay. Because in theory, that it's going to be a career, so they're going to okay. go. I mean, I guess you'd give a little advantage to someone on the rookie deal because there'd be a year or two of that. But everyone signs after three years; it's any good mostly. So I mean, Lamar, it's been a struggle, you know. But in general, by the time you know they're good, it's usually after year three. Like, would you sign Trevor Lawrence right now if you could? Because you can't until after year three. Would you sign him to a monster forty mil? Yes. Okay, then you've come around. Yeah. But let's be honest, a couple of games shouldn't – in the course of his game – Mostly I'm just – not just the course of a couple of games, but from last season to this season. Yeah, and but, you, but I would have said after – before the Baltimore game, that probably wasn't the case. Yeah, you might be right. I mean, it's been a little bit of a, a short run. Trevor uh, Lawrence I, is 13 on our list of a combined list with Jared Goff. And Kirk Cousins. Actually, ironically, they're all tied at 13. <laughs> and Justin Fields is right above them. And Andy Dalton's nine. All right? So to some degree, PFF might have to get downweighted a little bit. I, I think they – no, but I actually think they have they realize that having outlier takes gets them a lot of attention. And it feels like there's just more outlier takes from them. Now, I know they're supposed to be grading each individual play. So in theory, they're not orchestrating takes. Except, I mean, this isn't the this isn't like the count room at the Bellagio. Right. I mean, they can send, hey guys, I actually think we're being a little hard on so and so, and they would get the hint. Right? I don't know. I don't know. I think Herbert is the only player under twenty five that I. Jeez, this is so convoluted. That I feel certain is elite. So if you're talking about if oh, you're taking stop. an agent, there's, there's much. There's, so is Justin Joe, Jefferson's twenty three. Oh, he's oh, all quarterback. Oh, quarterback. Oh, well, if you were starting a team, would you take Justin Jefferson well, before Justin the, Herbert? Well, that was the beginning of the conversation. No, 
Well, no. Well, you said, if you redrafted the entire league, that's what you told me I, to consider. Well, that was the beginning, but you just said that – why would under 25 be the cutoff? Because Burrow turned 26 yesterday. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> well, he's 24. He's still two years younger than was Burrow. It, was it yesterday? It was two days ago, yeah. I didn't realize that. <laughs> that <laughs> seems like you're plotting. Like, you know when I'm going to make this point? No, on, on December? It's like, it's like when I say in the last nine games, it's like I picked the arbitrary start point. <laughs> All I was saying is, he, I mean, he's about two years younger than the rest of the guys you would consider. Consider in, in the elite tier. Well, so I'm going to say this: anyone that is not more than 1,433 days younger than me. Oh wait, never. <laughs> Jalen Hurts is 23. Do you, are you sure he's now, elite? That, that was my question. If the and let's get to that because it, it's all about this. Where's Hurts go on that list? I think Herbert could go one. I don't really. Let's say it goes one. You know, Mahomes probably goes one. Now that I think he's not that much. Older. 27. Yeah, I, I'll take Mahomes all fucking day. Mm-hmm. I mean, Herbert could. Herbert's really not done anything for any length of time. This year's bad. His first year was a very lucky year. The only thing that impressed me was last year. And and when I say luck, I mean this. Um, Under pressure, no matter who you are, it goes up and down. Some great quarterbacks will have an up year one year, down year. It's, it's, It's not sticky, as they say. It's noisy. Herbert had an amazing year under pressure his rookie year. His clean pocket numbers weren't great at all. If I would have understood things a couple years ago like I do now, I would have been selling Herbert like crazy after year one. He he reverted to the mean, as in he played horribly under pressure in year two, but he made up for it by playing great in a clean pocket. I became more optimistic because it evens out what happened in the two years under pressure, but now he's trending to being really good in the pocket. This year he's not. He's just not. This team isn't – he hasn't played well. Can we excuse it because he lost the left tackle? Or because most of the games he only had one $20 million receiver because they have two. He's not supposed to have that many. You're not supposed to have. T- I mean, what teams have a second receiver? Is and, good. And, and one of the best. Uh, we were crying about Tom Brady when he didn't have Chris Godwin or Mike Evans last year. Like, Well, the question wasn't was Brady. Brady still was the second or third best. Yeah. I mean, it was like the question was: Does is he is Tampa going to repeat? And you know, because again, Antonio Brown. The thing we forget: last year after Brown left, Tampa never really played well, no. really well again after that. So you said it best last year. Tampa had just an overload of weapons on offense that teams couldn't they couldn't handle. When, when and AB's when, your third guy, and when AB's gone and, and Gronk's gone, yeah. now they're just a regular team to defend. I mean, well, Evans play. and plus, boy, well, Godwin coming back from the knee. Yeah, it's been a slow, you know. Oh, are you serious? Jalen Hurts is now the favorite to win the MVP. Mm-hmm. Wow. I think that's legit, to be honest with you. 22 touchdowns to three interceptions and 10 rushing touchdowns. So where would – well, let's just do it. What is your – how's this sound? Between now and the end of the show, which we're now going to pick up the pace, is we'll have our top five. And let's make – no, no, no. If you want a non-quarterback, you can get a non-quarterback. And then we'll read it at the end. Okay. But do it as, you know. I'm, I'll work on it. When McKenzie, if, if McKenzie jumps in. But you too, Scott, you do one, I'll do one. Mm-hmm. McKenzie, if you want to do one. Cool. I'll look at it and see if it's worth looking at. <laughs> the favorite to win the MVP. Wow. Okay. My question is, is Hurts in the top five? And this was just what? Three or four months ago, the question was, are they going to resign him? Yeah. Right? I mean, if you would have said Baker Mayfield for Jalen Hurts at the start of – Last season, so September of 2021, everyone would have said Mayfield over her. I mean, because remember, Baker came off a great, his third year was a great year. It was a really good year for him. 
and he was like eighth in EPA. He was trending up. Everyone on earth would have traded, you would think, Baker for Hertz, right? Damn it, yeah. Yeah. And now Baker, the question is, this certainly more commercials. Well, well, the question is, is he going to even be a backup next year? But what he did on Thursday sure helps. Mm-hmm. All right, so Purdy, we got some believers. McKenzie, who stayed very quiet, I've been wondering when he was going to jump in. I'm happy he didn't. What do you think, Bud? Very impressed with Purdy. We can win the Super Bowl with Purdy. He had a 92.8 QBR, better than any game but one in Jimmy G's career. I don't think that's a coincidence. I think he's better. I think he, he has the potential to be better. How is he compared to Trey Lance? Going to be a QB battle next summer. I can't wait. <laughs> hmm. Well, I think Trey Lance is still going to be in a walking boot next summer, right? How long is that recovery? He's supposed to be back by now. He's walking around. He's, he's walking around. He's if Brock Purdy wins a Super Bowl, there won't be a battle. Well, True. are you sure? <laughs> Jimmy G almost won a Super Bowl last year. They yeah, ran him out true. of town. And Jimmy G will be the quarterback of the Jets next year. I tell you, for a guy so good looking, he is a, a night. Apparently, these teammates love him like no one's business. And can you imagine you taking him to the Super Bowl, taking him to the championship game? And it wasn't the Super Bowl, you could say he missed one pass, a key pass. But remember, San Fran dropped an interception in that Rams game that had nothing to do with Jimmy G. They probably win if it wasn't yeah. for that. And then he takes you another Super Bowl in this hypothetical, and then it's like you practice on the high school field over there. <laughs> and then his guy goes down, the main guy, and they go, hey, uh, Jimmy, you you interested over here? We, we got a slot for you. He just puts his helmet on and does it. I give him credit. I, I give him a lot of credit. I mean, no wonder everyone likes him. Yep. There's still that porn star wasn't that hot. She was. She looked like if her if her daughter. I mean, it was like she was forty, and he and he was like twenty five at the time. I'm not saying anything's wrong with that, but is that the one you go out and say I'm going to make a statement to TMZ effectively? Mm-mm. Not good judgment. Maybe that's what <laughs> Shanahan saw. He's always smiling. Well, you would yeah. too. Well, if you guys got a yeah. fucking good life, yeah. you think? <laughs> He's a model. Yeah. At jo- I mean, yeah, Fez all discombobulated for a year. I mean, Fez likes him younger, so when he got a little older, he would get calm about it. He doesn't like the salt and pepper. <laughs> all right, on to the next. Hey, listen, if we're going to make fun of him. It's when he's not here, right? On to the next game. Jets, Bills. Oh, AJ doesn't like this game. But I, he did. It's like it, It's almost like... I don't know. I don't want to say like concentration camp, you're whistling, going in the shower, but it all, because that's a little harsh, but it's like in general, it's like someone that the doctor says, yep, you got a week to live. And then he, he hears something like, I've got one week till the pain's done. And he's walking around all happy or something. I felt, I felt really good about the I, bills in this game. I thought they dominated the game. But you thought entering this game, the bills have played really well in the last month and they played like horribly compared to their expectations. So let's look at EPA. We talked about that a lot. Now, it's interesting to note that Tom Brady on the season is right around 17th. Well, actually, this is, I want to do this, but we got to remember, that's our composite score. So can you give me the – I know it's going to be by hand. Can you give me the P- – oh, no, I guess we have in the super sheet, right, McKenzie? The what, the PFF? Yeah. Let's get the PFF to those same six games. Gotcha. So Josh Allen, just EPA – and I know we, we, we'll accept EPA as a, as a stand-in for QBR because it's EPA-based. So EPA, Brady was 17th on our composite for the year, the two different things. Mm-hmm. And you said, oh, God, below average, below <laughs> average, mathematically certain. And now 17th, what do you say, Josh Allen, last six games, that's not a short period of time. 
it's not a short period of time. But just like you said about Justin Herbert, what's he won? Josh Allen keeps winning games. He's never won. Has he even won a playoff game or won one maybe? Josh Allen? Yeah. He's won one. I thought we were talking about the last six games. No. We're talking about, like, does this team, is this team playing better or worse than expectation? Is this team, I know they didn't cover for me. I know that much. Is this, is Josh Allen playing like the guy who seemed to be a lock for MVP? No, he's not. But it doesn't seem to phase you. But it doesn't because the, the, despite not covering, the Bills dominated this football game. Uh, they, they were in control the entire game. It was an ugly weather game. It, this wasn't a kind of game Doesn't Josh that help? Doesn't that help the team that's in Buffalo with the strong-arm quarterback? Yeah, but it, it, how many passes did Josh Allen? He hardly threw the ball. He didn't need to Or maybe the they were in doesn't control. want him to throw. They probably don't. How many did he throw? Let's Remember, he's that. banged up. Why, why would you why, throw when you don't have to? How long is he going to be banged up for? Uh, probably till the end of the season. 16 of 27 passing. Yeah, but here's what's interesting. Josh Allen was involved in t- 43 plays. Mm-hmm. Now think about this. How many passing plays? Twenty-seven. I'm going to do some quick math. Sixteen times he handled the ball. So did uh, that's he weird because he he only has ten rush attempts. Okay, he so, sacked three times though. Yeah, so that and plus there's scrambles. The way they do scrambles and design runs. There's some mm. different things with. It. Okay. So you're saying he's hurt. So they're trying to make sure that he doesn't get too much contact. But let's have him ha- handle the ball in running type situations sixteen times. I think they don't want him throwing the ball. Is what I think. They they're fine with him running and doing cartwheel. Like he's doing backflips. If or, you if you had a team that was in control of the game, the Bills the Bills were in control. I don't think of the I'd Jets. be having him run the ball that much. I'd hand it off. I don't know. That's not the Bills' game. That's just not what they do. They don't have a running game. You're right. Josh Allen is their running game, and he's hurt by your own admission. Yeah. You see how it yeah. just all comes together when you got the truth shine on. <laughs> he looks mad, actually. I, I'm not mad. I just, I just don't understand how you could oh, watch this game and feel like they didn't dominate. I'm mad. I didn't say you're mad because they didn't cover for you. That's I why. I'm mad at that, but I don't like Josh Allen. Um, the fourth quarter, no, I, he's fine. I don't <laughs> like your obsession. I don't like your bias. It all started in week one last year when the Steelers came in as seven point underdogs, win the game, and I was taunting him a little bit. He goes, "Oh no, Bill's dominated." It's like, huh? They might. Maybe they did. If you like. It's dangerous. That stuff is dangerous. You it see is. it with Faz because it, it's like you can always, especially if you're smart, you can use your mind to figure out how to fool yourself. Mm-hmm. But I hate this. Josh Allen, last six games, is 73. Tom Brady is 71. So by the smidges of smidges, <laughs> he's better than a quarterback. You were screaming about how bad he was. All right. What happened in this game? It was a domination of defense. So all you got to know, if you look at just the line of scrimmage, Okay, there's 24 teams that played, not counting the Monday night game this week. The Bills were ranked 23rd in offense from the line of scrimmage. Now, AJ thinks that's really good domination. No, I think I thought the Bills as a team dominated. Okay. I, their offense didn't dominate anything. And what happened? Well, they now the Jets were five points minus, so it was only a point and a half edge, even though both those were extreme numbers. And the Bills picked up two and a half points in field position, which is effectively returns. And they picked up almost 10 points on turnovers. Yeah, the fumbles. And and, uh, Flacco even fumbled when he came in for Mike White for a little bit. And they picked up two points on kicking batter, like extra points and field. And the Jets had a blocked punt in this game. They blocked the Bills' punt, and it resulted in a safety. But imagine that ball. Like, how many times does that ball not bounce out of the back of the end zone? If the Jets fall on that... It could have been a touchdown for the Jets instead of two points. Bills won by eight, 
What do you think? And I'm going to ask Scott. What do you think the the the, the true score was? If you say, 2010, like, I, you think they won by more in your mind? Yeah. Okay. Um, looking at our various numbers, let's look at win share. Bills had 98, percent so they certainly were going to win the game. Mm-hmm. Oh, not certainly, but almost certainly. Okay, but if we look at the stats, it says Bills by eight and a half. Kevin Cole says Bills by one. Okay, Bills. By 1.7. So, really, pretty much everyone's saying this is yeah. a tight game. Well, I think he's probably accounting for the turnovers in that, as well, right? Well, Kevin Cole. Yeah, 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 yeah. Because the Jets. That's a good point. It's a great. You guys are. We're right. We're talking about slightly different things. Yeah. What describes the actual game mm-hmm. and what feels predictive of what's going to, how good a team is? Because you get, like, Minnesota was whatever in two, ain't two, and everyone's like, they're no good. Yeah, because if you take, like, take the turnover things out of it, like, this game was. Essentially a coin flip. Yeah, because turnovers were effectively um, 10 points. I, I guess it's just hard for me to ever feel like it was a coin flip because the Jets could never well, score. I, I, neither could the Bills. The Bills scored in the last drive of the first half. This was a zero. This was a punt fest for the entire yeah. first half. Yeah, it's certainly. I mean, if you look at it, the Bills were number 23 out of 24 on offense, and the Jets were 21 out of 24. They were a little bit better, but that, that isn't even the point. They were both amongst the least effective line of scrimmage offenses. Of the year, or of the sea, or of the week. I'm sorry. All right. So I'm impressed by the Jets. Mike White took some hits. I He's think, a tough dude. Yeah. I mean, there were he he took a hit that I thought he was going to quit. Like he he was laying well, he on the ground. To the hospital after his, the game. He was kicking his legs. Like I was like, oh my god, this guy can't keep going. He left the game for like, it was two, like Rocky in round fourteen. Yeah. Left the game for like two Stay plays. Down. Exactly. <laughs> he left the game for two plays. Came back and the first play back got hit again. And was down, and it's like just dude. like Rocky. Yes. And what's great is is Mickey, who's so hardcore, is like Go, stay down. But then he gets up, and Apollo Creed just shakes his head, and that was the that was the entry point. Couple shots to the rib. Rocky didn't say thank you, Creed. He went and tried to break his ribs. Yeah, he was lifting him off the ground. With but the ironically, <laughs> Mike White's the one who ends up with busted ribs. Yeah, mm. but Rocky ended up stupid. That's true. <laughs> <laughs> That's forever. <laughs> All right. I'm impressed by the Jets. What's our playoff chances? Like, I'm interested. We got New England who won tonight. We're taping Monday night. We've got the Jets. And the Chargers. Are they are, are they in the mix, really? Chargers are ahead Chargers of the Chargers are 7-6. Right and six. I don't like it. <laughs> uh, so hey, the Chargers' what, remaining schedule is like a cakewalk. Oh, I'm the, sure. The thing that hurts, dude. The, you you should just say something against your teams once in a while. They they've not been good this year. I, I've said all along. I think they're still going to make the playoffs. And if they make the playoffs, they're scary. No, so uh, well, that seems ridiculous. A defense that bad is scary. A defense that just shut down the Dolphins. Oh, the Dolphins! Hey, they shut that, them down with their the, scout that's team defense. You be saying on SOV, I, I said it to him. Let's, okay, congratulations. Their scout team. I never defense said anything shut about down. the Dolphins. What I told you, I wasn't. Making fun of you, I'm saying everyone's jerking off the Dolphins. Not everyone, and I will tell you this: a couple points on the Dolphins. We'll get to that game next. Is I thought their defense was a problem, and I actually think, listen, two everyone can play a bad game. I still think they got a good offense. You know, with Derwin James out and um, Bosa, that was a strong performance. But if they lost that game, they were in big trouble. I mean, it was a kind of a circle the wagon game. I still think Brandon Stelly gets fired at the end of the year. Well, I, that's what he I was said saying. yesterday. He they they fire him if they make the playoffs. Even 
They go one that and done? That is almost impossible. Listen, <laughs> Sean Payton wants that job. He's getting that job. How's this sound? I'll give you two to one odds. If they make the playoffs, we can bet right the day they make the playoffs in two to one odds. They got to lose that first game, though. <laughs> if they win that first game, he doesn't get fired. They got to okay, lose that first how's game. How's this sound? <laughs> I'll give you plus 140 on that. If they lose the, make the playoffs and lose the first game, I'll give you a chance to bet it at 140. Like you, you're getting the plus I, money. I, I, I think I need plus ah, 200. Then you don't think that. All right. Um, so the odds say what, Mackenzie? Give us the 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 uh, people who's on the fringe or whatever you want to call it. In, include the Dolphins, because quite frankly, they're on the fringe. Yeah, Dolphins are at the top end of the fringe. They're seventy percent to make the playoffs per five thirty-eight. Then you got to go down to the Chargers at fifty-five percent. Damn, just a, barely a coin flip. Patriots forty percent, <laughs> Jets thirty-four percent, with a big outside chance looking in. The Jaguars fifteen percent. The only the, reason why the, the Patriots hunt. are ahead of the Jets is because the Patriots beat the Jets twice, so they have that's that what the NFL is to be a very important thing. Yeah, like if you beat a team twice, you probably if you tie, you probably win. But <laughs> I don't think I'm not. I'm saying I don't think that's. It's not calculating that the the Patriots might have a better record than the Jets for the rest of the season. Mm-hmm. Like the no, Patriots it, final game is over the course of the entire yes. season. No, no. Here's the thing. 538 is accounting for everything. Mm-hmm. I mean, not everything. They have their power rankings and they're saying, what's the chance of this team winning the game? They run it like 10,000 times like a Monte Carlo simulation. So they're thinking of everything they can quantify. Like, I, I, I think the Patriots can lose all four of their remaining games. They could. Yeah, they could win. The, all pa- four. the Pats remaining schedule way tougher than the Jets remaining. That's schedule. what I'm that's being accounted for. Yeah. So, but I think this. Right now, you had to play one game. I'm not sure I wouldn't want the Jets over all those teams. Well, Miami I'd put first right now, and Jets second, I think. I would take the points with the Jets versus any of those teams except Miami. Yeah, so you agree with me. Yeah. What do you what think? What do you mean? I mean, you, the, Jets, you, the Jets were my four-weight this week. Chargers? <laughs> Chargers against the Jets. Now, what would that line be? I think Chargers would be favored by a smidge, but I'm not even sure. I don't know. The Chargers were just four-point dogs at home to Miami. I know. But remember, it's, it's that buy. I mean, the wisdom of buying low and selling high. It was like, you can't. The Jets re- were three point dogs when they beat Miami 40 to 17. So I'd but probably. That's been a while now. But I'm saying, I'd probably say, and the Jets are better from, and the Dolphins were a little worse. Mm-hmm. So I'm th- I think right now, it, if it was Jets, Chargers. I think it's about a, pick a coin flip, yeah. I think Chargers after this win, probably a small fan. So what's the power? What is the 538 power rating, Sam McKenzie? If we just go by uh, Elo with QB, yeah. All right, so they've got um, Patriots are high in a lot of these rankings. Yeah, pa- well, listen, Patriots had a tough schedule. It's just people hate lack of offense, so there's just a bias against it. Which may be the same thing with the Jets. Yeah, but Mike White, I, I remember these power ratings got Wilson at quarterback for most of the games too. Yeah. So they got the Jets below the Raiders, below the Bucks. Holy cow! Below fucking Northwestern College? No. <laughs> <laughs> All right. All right. That's enough for the. Oh, we still got to talk about the Chargers? Oh, God. All right. Chargers win. Go ahead, AJ. This was the. This was the all right, redemption that was excellent. game Next for. Game. Oh, okay. I'm sorry. Go ahead. This was the game that Justin Herbert kind of shut up all the doubters, it felt like. You are high as a kite. Emmanuel Acho has been for a month on Fox Sports saying Tua's the better quarterback than Justin Herbert. And now the dude looks like a clown. Really? Because of one game? So all the games two have played better, it says, you just wait. There's going to be one. It's like if, if I'm shooting Larry Bird in threes, there's going to be a series of shots where if he shoots and I shoot, he shoots, that I'm going to make Now think about last season's Justin Herbert and last season's Tua. 
Okay, but luckily it's not last season's. It's this season. Well, he said he's a better quarterback. And quarterbacks evolve, right? Yes. Tom Brady was a top guy, and now you're saying he should retire. Yeah. I don't believe that Tua's evolved past Justin Herbert. So you disagree with him, but the thing I'm telling you, and I disagree with him, the thing I'm telling you is saying that one game him playing better is is like the, he shuts everyone up. Well, what happens if next game Tua plays better than Herbert? Does that change at all? Oh, maybe. No, it doesn't. It's insane to think that. It's over the course of an extended period of time. How good are you? But I'll tell you And this, over the course of their Tua careers, it's not close. Tua, yeah, but what matters now, if if it comes time for the Hall of Fame, all right, let's use an example. Would you rather have Geno Smith or Baker Mayfield? And Geno Smith. Who has played better over the course of their career? Baker Mayfield. Do you see the difference? Yes. Do you see that it could be that with Tua and Herbert? And it has been in that if you just look at the results this year, Tua has played better. That's unequivocally true. Okay. I mean, but I mean, let's look. We got on PFF, or not we, but PFF has Tua number five, and QBR has him number two. You know, the only people above them, Mahomes and Allen. That seems crazy, but yeah. And then we've got um, Herbs, as we call him, number 14 and number 12. So it's like this year he hasn't played as well. Has he got more potential? Hell yeah. But why would one game shut everyone up is my question. I guess because they're on the field together, same draft class. But they're never playing each other. Oh, they're always playing each other. What do you mean? Like, quarterbacks are always competing quarter- against each other. Yeah, but that's kind of the thing, right? Is mm-hmm. in a way you're n- you can't do anything to stop them. No. So you know, it's a your D again. Yeah. I mean, listen, it certainly focuses the conversation. I'm not debating sure. that. I'm just saying, I, I think if anything, it causes you to want to look. I agree. Herbert's had a better career so far. Herbert has more potential so far. Herbert played a better game most recently so far. All is true. But this season, two has played better. I agree. How do you weight that? I mean, I'm not saying you. I know how you weighed it. But, I mean, that's a question. How do you weigh this guy? I, before the game, I mean, I was on the Dolphins. So I, I had two above Justin Herbert this year. You do a good job when you, in my opinion, when you like a team, you follow them. And then you, and I'm not trying to say this as opposed to AJ, because he's a fan when it comes to Herbert and, and Buffalo. But he's not with anyone else. And he's not negative anyone else. So I think generally you look at things with clear eyes. You tend to get on a team and like them. But what I like about it is you'll jump off. Yeah. All right. What did you have you seen in Miami the last couple of weeks? Anything that troubles you, or are you still optimistic? Yeah, no, it troubles me because um, it seems like the timing routes are not as crisp as they mm-hmm. were. Like there were a couple of plays in that in game the of the field, last night where away, yeah, where two is throwing the ball before his receivers turn around. Okay, which means it's a timing route, which are almost all his routes. Are. Yes, and Tyree kills turning around, and he's nowhere near where the ball is thrown. Jalen Waddle nowhere near where the ball is thrown. And to me, that's a problem. And, yeah, in the beginning of the season, it seemed like everybody was crisp on the same page. Tua, would he had the quickest, second quickest release in the entire NFL. Anticipation was the word you heard a lot. As soon as 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 he got the shotgun snap, he was two steps, boom. Ball was out of his hands. Quick slant route to Tyreek Hill, catch and run for a touchdown. Like, it just – the offense was so – crisp and I'm not seeing it now I'm seeing a lot of Tua's holding on to the ball longer because he's waiting for routes to develop and I think that there's something to be said about the way teams are defending them now 
I think it's similar to what happened to the Chiefs last year. Exactly. There, you're, adju- you're the league exactly adjusted right. to what they were doing. They said, okay, we're tired of you beating us up like this. I think that that's what's happening because we, we've seen it now two weeks in a row where the way that teams are dropping back and playing, you want to call it the shell coverage, you want to call it whatever, they're dropping back and they're saying, okay, Tua, we're going to give you all the time here. But see, I don't think that's we're taking right. the, we're taking it away. I think if anything, the two offense is built to go against the two high because he doesn't want to throw deep. I, I think the thing is they want, but they're being physical. They're also being physical at the line of scrimmage. That's what I'm receivers. saying. I think Sam. Remember, Sam Fran plays a lot of man to man. One of the things we, that was last week's game. One of the things we talked about was if Sam Fran can't play man to man, no one can play man to man. Which means you're going to be forced to play the two high. Which means you're going to give him the soft stuff. Which means he's good at that. I think 49ers gave something. Remember, Staley, whatever you want to say about him, he is one he of the guys. He's supposed to be a defensive that, genius, yeah. Well, he certainly innovated with Fangio. I don't know if he innovated with him, but he was with Fangio. Yeah. And when he went to the Rams, he was very good. He probably saw something the 49ers were doing because they run a, you know, if I'm not, yeah, they, they run more man to man beneath it, but they, they play their two yes. safeties, you know, split field, I guess, as they call it. So. Maybe, and I'm speculating, 49ers showed him something and said that's going to work, mm-hmm. and that's interesting because the, the the men on – the players on the Chargers shouldn't have been able to do that. No. With the 49ers, it was kind of like, oh, that makes sense. Yeah. With the Chargers, it didn't. It's clearly now something schematic. And now – well, possibly, but likely, I would say. Now the question is, what is it? If it has another bad week – now – The maybe, one play that was really concerning for me was the deep pass early in the game. It might have been in the first quarter – where the ball landed really close to Tyreek Hill, and he looked like, A, he either wasn't expecting the ball, or B, Collinsworth was like speculating that maybe he lost it in the lights or just didn't mm. see it or whatever. But it was a route that it, it, it should have been open. It could have been a touchdown if Hill runs to where the ball was thrown. And it was just really concerning for me because I'm like, wait, that's was he not expecting the ball? Something's off about this play and just continued all night. But that was one that really stood out to me. All right. So Chargers with a nice win. Now the question is, can both receivers stay healthy? Is that the only question? If it is, and, and let's be honest, though. The defense played well without even James. They get James back, which they will. They get Bosa back. Now the D should get better. Well, you know. Would you buy in on the Chargers now, considering the potential to be healthy? No. Because I just believe there's something. I think usually with teams that, that underperform so much, there's something that. Now remember, there's two levels of this: the institutional stuff. The Chargers have underperformed for 20 years. Effectively, if you look at the season wins and the results, I I don't. Mackenzie, how far back have we done that for? Uh, 2000. Okay, so we could say how many games plus or minus the Chargers are since 2000. Pretty yes. pretty easy. But win total, yeah, I'll do that right now. All right, and and if it's if it's something you can just drag, I'd like to see where they rank because I I'm going to make a major bet they're in the top three, if not number one. I'm sure, but there's a lot of people right now who are high on the Lions, who are a historical loser. There's a lot of people there's right now difference. who are high on the Jets. Hold a on, historical listen loser. closely though. I'm saying based upon expectation, right? The Chargers every year seems to be a hot team for about ten years now. Okay. And then they. I bet they're Super Bowl last year. They underperform. Everyone has a yeah. painful story about it. They underperform every year. So, and what's the story? They have cheap owners. So, what does that do? Does it cause the team to lose foe? Do they get mad and like we don't want to win for these? I'm not saying they're trying to lose. I'm saying that last little bit. I don't know. But is it is it is it the formerly San Diego or the LA weather? I don't know. You know. But it it seems like too much of a coincidence. This team just loses and loses and loses. Then you get Staley, who probably got that job prematurely. 
I mean, he probably would have been. Listen, when you get seven million a year, you got to take it because now you've hit the lottery. He might again. There's a lot of. Well, listen, you make so much as a coordinator, you're probably okay. But there's a lot of coordinators that were the hot thing. Joe Brady. They were talking about him yeah. getting a, a, a head job, mm-hmm. and now he's a quarterbacks coach. Now he might climb back up, but you got to strike when the iron's hot. Sure. I think it was premature, but I also think the Chargers don't want to spend the money. The Spanoses don't like to spend, which is why I like our bet. Mm-hmm. But we'll see. Right, I tell you though, as a quick aside, That's I how like you change the culture. Yeah, but you have to sell the team to do that. <laughs> I, I I actually like though Peyton as an I mean I'm not saying he should, he should do what he wants obviously but he's good I think talk like on Colin or whatever he gives some insight that other people don't give mm-hmm. have you enjoyed have you listened to any of that yeah what do you think I like Sean Payton I think Sean Payton is like but we're talking what, about as a media guy right yeah now. what I what, that's what I'm talking about too I, when I hear Sean Payton talk on TV compared to like someone like Jason Garrett mm-hmm. it's like. Wow, yeah. It's no, not even close. Yeah, yeah. No wonder. Yeah. No wonder. <laughs> but uh, no wonder they lost so much. <laughs> well, the Giants are the ones that like no, no wonder. No wonder the, the Cowboys were always talking about firing Jason Garrett and trying to get Sean Payton back. Wow, I was wrong. Okay, now this is good word from this is some good word from Mr. McKenzie. All right, shows you when you have your data straight. Good job. All right, who's the, who has underperformed by the most this century? All right, we're going to start with number eight. No, by underperformed, you mean compared to their preseason projections? Yes, the win total. Okay. So win total is 10, you win eight games, you're minus two. Mm-hmm. Okay. And nothing with the playoffs. So, number eight, the Chargers. They've lost .6 games more than expected. Houston next. Now, that surprised me because they had all those years making the playoffs. All right. The Raiders next. All in the .6 range. Tampa Bay next. Yeah, you can't shake that. Even a couple good years. Washington Cleveland, Detroit. So again, they were supposed to be bad, but they were even worse. <laughs> and Jacksonville, the worst. Who's at the opposite end of that? Jacksonville, spectrum? one point. Oh, Belichick. <laughs> New England at one point two games. So the only what was the the, the bad number at the top? One point right. four. So the wor- the most extreme case is Jacksonville minus one point four, and then it was what Detroit minus one point four also, but four point seven and four point two. And then the third best was in the only winner, Ballot. Yeah. Oh, they're 33. Oh, it probably started on line number one. Uh, no, I think there's um, oh, they have SDL. Split. There's St. Louis in there. Oh, okay. So they're breaking those. up the Rams and the – and uh, well, it doesn't really matter. Oh, okay. Yeah, I mean, no, it's a good question. But, uh, well, McKenzie, you should be able to scan it and probably figure it out, right? Yeah, I see. I actually have TB and TAM as two different ones. Okay. So what's that add up for with Tampa? So what's a T what's a TAM though? Tomorrow. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, wait till next year. Yeah. All right. So either way, we'll get that in a second. But at the top, so, see, you can spot them too somehow, AJ. I'm, it's not a, it, it might be a superpower the way I do it, as you say, but at I'm, some point you just gotta look. I'm I'm soaking your uh, <laughs> <laughs> soaking was, it in. That was good. Um okay. So anyway, Mackenzie, let's try to get through this. Is let me see the winners, please. Okay, so oh, I like this. New England plus one point two games. It's wild. Pittsburgh's going to the Super Big Ben and crew. Number the next second best, almost, but they're almost over point two games less. Then there's like a point two eight games to Green Bay. Now let's see here: Tom Brady, Big Ben, Aaron Rodgers, and Favre. Okay, Drew Brees. 
Baltimore. Okay, now that's a team that has had great quarterbacks. I mean, Indianapolis, Peyton Manning, and now mm, uh, well, Andrew Luxa, eh? Tennessee. Now there's a lot of winning for a guy. Have they had a good quarterback? I mean, McNair, but that was hardly even a long time a, ago. Yeah. So it's interesting the teams that can win without it. But it, it kind of tell. But what we see is back to the losers. There seems to be institutional issues. Yes. Jacksonville, there's issues. Detroit, there's issues. The top four are like glaring. Yes. And really, if you go to top eight, with the exception of Tampa, and I mean, Tampa's got their own issues. We saw that in this offseason. But those might be the 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 seven most dysfunctional franchises. And I wouldn't have said that about Houston until recently, but yeah. So it shows you. I do think it was something institutional. Mm -hmm. Thus, I don't want the Chargers. They're losers. I was I was watching an old repeat on uh, E or not on E but on YouTube of when have you you saw I'm sure you guys both when um uh oh Scott the engineer did the push up contest oh oh you never seen I, that I've oh. heard it I never yeah. saw it on air okay so somehow it starts like months before how many push ups so finally they get a bet and they I think they put like eighty seven thousand together if he could do seventeen push ups right? <laughs> so he trains for like two months. He gets a trainer from like Romania called, uh, his name was Roku or something. And Roku just wanted publicity. So he'd interrupt Howard and he'd get mad. He goes, I'll send you know. But then it went on for weeks. And at one point, the rumor was that Scott the Engineer was doing steroids. And they said they wanted to, they, they, they taped him doing his workouts and they gave it to Howard. But he swore, he goes, if I let you tape, you can't give it to Howard. I, it was somehow he was going to approve what they gave to Howard. They just gave it to Howard. He blew up like a steroid rage. He was screaming, I told you not to use that tape. And he's screaming as loud as he can. It's great. There's like three hours on YouTube. You could just watch it. But what ends up happening, a little spoiler alert, he does 17 exactly. So you think, but it said 19, but one was whistled bad and he didn't finish the last one. So it was 17. They're going, but some of those weren't good. Some of those weren't good. They're screaming. And finally, they said, listen, we made the rules. He did it by the rules. He went. Then like 10 minutes later, someone comes in and goes, Howard, I got bad news. The clicker got went wrong, and it went two once when it was one. So it was really 16. <laughs> it was like they set it up. Yeah. But th- you know how they didn't? They didn't really go with it the way. They should have had a whole other week. At that point, he goes, I'm paying them. And they let, let it die. But it was it was so interesting. Because <laughs> the clicker, so it's great. It, I mean, how it was probably one of the great, I think the only thing better over the long term was when they did the Bubba Booey apology tape. tape. The Gary tape. You saw that, yeah. right? My, my personal my, life's like a, in a nine. Yeah. <laughs> my work life's like a nine. Yeah. <laughs> they sold, they had two viewings of it. Oh, it's so great. <laughs> now, all right. With, because you're saying I don't like the Chargers because they're losers, but it, well, the point I was going to make was real quick. Howard, the whole time when Scott said, I'm going to do it because you're a loser. That was his only okay. answer. He kept saying that. Because. And I agree with you in general. I don't like loser franchises. And I do believe the Chargers are in general a loser franchise. What the numbers say? But Tampa's number five on that list. Yeah. And the Rams are number nine. So it took Tom Brady to step in and change things. Burrow hasn't changed a thing. Burrow comes in and changes. Let's be candid. The Cincy culture has been changed by Burrow. Yes. I think so. Herbert hasn't changed a freaking thing. He's a good quarterback that seems a little dull. I mean, I'm not sure if he's a robot. What about the Rams? Oh, the theory is McVay changed things. I, I just don't see anyone. I think the. Let's say this: If they don't, this year is the most disappointing year so far of his career. Meaning he's played bad, he's regressed. Herbert, you mean? Yeah, yeah. 
And the team is way below expectation. I mean, the team was right there, co-favorites to yes. win. Yes, and game. Herbert was the MVP favorite, one of yes. the MVP favorites. So in years the without, yeah. So year three of a program, but year two with the, the coach, and it's going downhill. I see nothing to make me feel good about it. If they do, and Herbert's not going to become a leader, and he might be a leader at the quarterback level. Because listen. Joe Burrow could do things that seemingly no one else. I've never seen a quarterback come in and change a franchise like that. So he, even Brady, I don't think, could have done that when he wasn't Brady. When he started, I don't know if he could have done that. Listen, this is what we're going to do. As soon as the Super Bowl ends and they post next year's odds, we're going to bet the Chargers to win the Super Bowl And then we'll be having the same talk right next year, and RJ will say you're dumb for believing when in When Sean Payton's team. the head coach, they're going to win the Super ah, Bowl. So you're going to bet it on the come. <laughs> in a way, you're combining your bets. Yeah. All right, because the odds would have just. Yes. They, who knows? Spanos might give up five first round picks instead, <laughs> yeah. instead of giving any money. They're going to pay. That's it. They're going to draft. They're going to trade with the. All right. We're going Six. rapid fire from here because I actually don't feel good. I hope Fez feels better by Wednesday. Yeah. He doesn't call off very often, Fez. No. You know he's sick. All right. But my. Oh, my God. All right. Here we go. But I'm toughing it out. You're like, you're like Mike White. Yeah, <laughs> yeah hopefully not concussion-based. All right, I'm going to go rotation order from here. Uh, we Over the weekend, I mean, oh, I'm sorry, over Thursday. I mean, obviously pretty amazing from Baker. I mean, this really makes the story more interesting. It's one of the most unbelievable. Like, it's you couldn't write a movie that was believable. Like well, they had to maybe win the Super Bowl this year to— Okay, fair, <laughs> but I mean, this— It was unlikely. This guy was, like, on the trash pile, and— Afterward, I said this, and a lot of people were like, you're crazy, mostly Panthers fans who saw Baker play. I said, the Panthers are in the mix for a playoff spot, and they traded away the best quarterback on their roster. Or they, they basically didn't trade him away. They threw away the best player on their roster. They paid him to leave. Well, they weren't, well no, they, he, they weren't going to play him anymore because he has a lot of, had a lot of incentives. And thus, he said, you're not going to play him and let me go. And they, they did it, you know? So, I mean, I, don't, I think they would have kept him. They just weren't. I don't know. I guess in a way, him asking let him out of it because what's the point? They weren't going to put him on the field. But but why not put him on the field when the idea is you can make you the playoffs? Win. But no, who cares? Like in a weird way, do you want? If you're Tom Brady, you want to make the playoffs. But if you're Carolina, do you want to make the playoffs? If you're the owner of the Panthers and you get a home gate, I think yeah, you want to make that, the playoffs. He's, he's worth like forty billion. I mean, I'm not saying money doesn't matter. I'm saying I think he's. I don't know. That's an interesting one. Do the. I know this. Wilkes sure, sure wants to make it. Oh, sure. Yeah, because if he makes the playoffs, they might well, have to keep yeah. him as the coach. Except the Raiders didn't, right? which yeah. is interesting now in hindsight. Because the Raiders. I mean, that talk about a disappointing team, though. Yeah. My gosh, I think that's an indictment too. Once you get the ship righted, you think. I mean, you might lose, but you don't lay an egg like that. He and he lost to Jeff Saturday. Yeah. Like, you lost to a guy who was on ESPN a couple weeks ago. You lost to a guy. Well, it was, no, it was like six days before. Yeah, and you and lost, you lost to, a guy. to a guy that wasn't on the team two days before. Yeah, <laughs> that's bad. It's just unbelievable. And, and the Raiders, there's – you talk about loser franchises. The Raiders roster, there's no excuse for them to be as bad as they are. And this was clearly a – See, I'd make the other point. They had so many bad first-round picks. You're yeah, but, just, look, you're but looking look at, at the top of the roster. Look at where they are right now. They have a quarterback that you can argue top half of the league. Yeah, you there's have, no argument. He's certainly yeah, okay. top half of you have at a minimum. You have a top three wide receiver in the yeah. league. You have a top five pass rusher in the league. Maybe top three. Yeah. Yeah, but see, this feels like rotisserie style, like, you know, top. But what, usually but it's on the building, line. But you're building a team. Don't you go 
pass rush quarterback and playmaker? Not if you play them all an exorbitant amount and then you can't fill it and then you lose a bunch of cheap draft choices to, you know, whatever, bad picks or crimes or whatever. And, but you also have the league's leading rusher, so your line is holding it up kinda, on that it front. It kind of goes to show you all these things are the this, this stuff that ESPN wants you to care about. I just know how do you win without a good line? I just I don't think you do. You know, and the, how good's the Raiders line? How good their D is just bad, mm. right? But to some degree, Baker played well. I mean, if you look at, I mean, let's compare them to the Bills, for example. The Bills were minus six point five points in the line of scrimmage. The the Rams were in the positive, and this is interesting. If we actually look at this, the Raiders were six points to the positive on the line. Rams were positive by about one. So it was made up elsewhere. Field position, about three points for the... And these are returns, effectively. And turnovers actually was even. So I, And then the kicking was advantage. Right? So the Raiders picked up two and a half points kicking. And the Raiders picked up... Oh, they they picked it up kicking. Mackenzie, this is interesting. So our score projects to minus 4.3. What am I missing? Oh, it's all those offensive points. But, oh, I'm sorry. We got the Raiders that should have won the game. Yeah, this was that, the most. what it was. This okay. is the most unlikely result in the la- tied for the most unlikely result in, what was it, McKinsey, last seven years? Oh. Last five years. As five long years. as fourth quarter win share goes back. Oh, okay. All right. So I was thinking about all those numbers in a way flipped as I was saying, huh? But it was really, it was the Rams, I thought, that had those yeah. numbers. Okay. Yeah. So just to go over it one more time then, it was the Raiders doing better on offense and in most every way to the point of it being 88 to 12, meaning the the Raiders should have won. And I might have missed the Rams again there. The, I guess I am, I'm not feeling well. I apologize. The Raiders, 88%. And you're saying out of how many years, what, what did that rank as an unlikely outcome? It was tied for the, it was second in, since 2017. All right, so By like point oh one or point yeah, right. oh two. So this is right up there yeah. with one of the most shockers. The way the game, there was control of the fourth quarter for one team and losing by that same team. Okay, huh? Interesting. And if we actually look at the um, yardage and all the different projection models, real quick, we've got now. This is interesting. The Rams won the yardage and projection. Kevin Cole had the Raiders winning by one. The pregame EPA said pretty much a toss-up. And Football Outsiders actually had the Rams by three and a half. So that's interesting. That's very interesting. Yeah. Yeah. So. But I think when you throw in the whole Baker narrative, it even leads to how much more unexpected this was. I mean, it, it, that's what I'm saying. The store, the overall story is like not just the game. The way the game unfolded is insane to mm-hmm. begin with. But knowing the Baker part of the story – Makes it almost like if if you wrote this down and said this is a story I'm writing for English class, your teacher would be like, "This can never happen. It's this is silly." Field Yates, 98 yard TD drive last night, longest game winning TD drive, which began with less than two minutes left of any team in 45 years. Wow! And as he says in his tweet, led by a quarterback acquired two days prior, and didn't what isn't the didn't the Cowboys just do the same thing the day after? Yeah, or a couple days after. Was, was it ninety eight? Yeah, I think it yeah, was. Dak Prescott yeah. did a ninety eight yard drive to win the game mm-hmm. under two minutes. But was it when the drive started? Yeah, yeah. Wow. <laughs> so two in the same week, unreal. That now that and it also came after a, a fourth down non conversion. Hmm. That you know, who knows if they take a field goal there and then, if they take a field goal, they lose by one instead of four. But 
they kick the ball off, and it's a different a reset as opposed to— But would to, you rather—if I said rather give them you the can take a kickoff— Here's the yeah. thing. You don't know how that stop, how it did— you right to the, the psychology of the team. But if you're the offense, wouldn't you rather say no? If you act well, like it, the computers, you're right. But it's, it's a, easier it's, to go it's, kick a su- it. it's a sudden change where your defense is running onto the field as opposed to you get a timeout, kickoff team comes it, out, it, it, it's, everyone it's, it's butter, huddles. It's a, it, yeah, butterfly effect. Yeah. But your point is, if they kick the field where they had to score a touchdown, so you're saying, would you rather? So what was your question going to be? So if they kick the field goal. The, the Cowboys had to score a touchdown anyway. We're like, talking Cowboys now. Okay. Yeah, so okay. the Cowboys, w- they went from being down. Why are or, we talking the Cowboys game? Just I know you brought it up to compare, but this isn't anything about the Raiders game? No. He, he, okay. All right, so let's go to that, that game real quick. We'll go make your case. Okay, what I was saying. We're comparing the unlikelihood of yeah, the drives. Yeah, yeah, yeah. If the, the Texans, who were up by. Uh, it was 23-20. They were up by four. It, it, three. Or up by, up by three. Yeah, yep. you're right. They're up by three. If they kick the field goal, they go up six. That's right. And then they have to kick the ball to the Cowboys. Cowboys aren't going to have to go 98 yards if they kick the ball. They got to go them. 75. Mm-hmm. If I'm the Cowboys, I'd much rather you kick the field goal and then kick the ball off to me. Yeah, that's why almost everyone on earth would go, even conservative coaches would go for it in that spot. Yeah, because if you do get the touchdown, the game's over. Because the, game. the 20 yards, and you've got at least a 50% chance to shut shut the game down. I yes. mean, you want, right? So, it, was yeah. a, it was a fourth and goal from the three-yard line. I mean, it, or whatever it was. Like, it was from the three? Yeah. Okay, so that's going to be about 40% chance then. Yeah, it was... Yeah. Uh, it was well, it was even a third and goal from the one, and they lost two yards. Yeah, and then it was fourth. Oh, of course, and, they did. Yeah, and then it was fourth and goal from the three, and they were. Sh- and, Mackenzie, uh, what short. was the win percentage at that point? Oh, he was just looking it up. That's good. What was the win percentage at that point? I mean, I'm going to guess 96. Texans with the ball, third and goal at the one. No, I want I would say it's probably 99. percent Yeah, I'm going to say 96. Texans had a 75% chance before the play. It went down to 59. There's after no they way missed the McKenzie, I don't want fourth down from the three. I want third down from the one. Oh, at that point, they were 82% chance to win. Still, that seems low. It's got to be higher than that. That seems low. Here's the thing. and These models at the end of games aren't great. Yeah, because think about it. If, the, if they get the touchdown None of them there, are, though. If yeah. they get the touchdown there, there's, there's no the Cowboys. There's no chance to win the game. Cowboys being 60-40 and win share, does that surprise you? Fourth I, quarter I didn't watch that game. I know I had them. Yeah. One of my other losers. You, I never laid doubles. If, if you laid 17 or 16 and a half, you could probably stop watching real early. No, you on, never on know. I mean, game. think about that Colts game. That's true. The question is now, what does this mean to the Cowboys? I mean, the Cowboys are a team Fez thinks might be as good as the Eagles, or at least he did. Now they play three bad quarters against the Colts. They play a bad game here. They won. Jerry Jones, by the way, I've heard his audio a lot. I haven't seen his video much. He looks old. Mm. Oh, yeah. I mean, he looks weak. What was that? He got. I didn't really read into this. He got caught where he was protesting against the integration. It was a yeah photo from, you know, yeah, but, in the 60s. Yeah. Still, he was you in high school. Be, it, but you yeah. don't want to be on that side of it in hindsight, right? Yeah. Ideally. <laughs> no. I mean, you, it, was, it doesn't make him an evil person, but it probably shows he wasn't like— you know, he probably voted for Nixon. <laughs> but it, it felt like the Cowboys were, they rolled out the helmets. It felt like they were definitely playing down to the level yeah, of competition. But when, you, when you almost, I don't think the fourth quarter last week should have made them all that happy. I mean, it was good how that went, but the first three quarters, it should have been, see, we almost lost this I agree. Thing. All right. So, so you're saying no downgrade because you're saying I agree, but you're I think, saying. I think you have to downgrade them. Absolutely. I downgrade them. Although, if you look at our margin, it says that the Texans should have, uh, the, the Cowboys should have won by. Uh, 2.4. Okay, which is effectively what did they and, win by? And and Four. you look at you look at how much they lost in um, how this much. This was like a coin flip game. Yeah, right? 
But look at look at the how much they gained in the line of scrimmage. Okay. Like the but offensive what, plays. You're why, saying, why don't you tell us? Is so that belie- if, if I'm reading this correctly, it means that just the offensive plays, they were nine points better, actually 14 points better mm-hmm. than the Texans. So yep. what we're seeing here is Dallas was plus nine points on, from the line of scrimmage. And the Texans were minus five, so they don't. So where was it? Turnovers. Minus nine in turnovers. Minus nine in turnovers, exactly. And they Very good lo- kicking day from the yeah. Texas Houston kicker. picked up some points kicking, one and a half points, and Houston picked up about a point and a half in field position. All oh, this is interesting. It just adds up, and it was a coin flip. So I like this system, though. I'll tell you that. All right, next game, and we're going rotation order typically Detroit Minnesota I'm gonna let I'm gonna actually go uh get a little drink of water you guys take care of this one we're rolling um and and I, I got one point to make about this game but I'd like you guys to handle it yeah I, I'll start I, I think if and I said this on SOVAM yesterday morning if you said Kirk Cousins was gonna throw for 425 yards yeah. and two touchdowns your thought is that the Vikings blow this team out some the Vikings did. They didn't follow their game plan. They didn't follow what what is normally their game plan. Get, you know, get a lead and lean on Dalvin Cook. They didn't lean on Dalvin Cook really at all in this game. Well, the game changed in my opinion when Dalvin Cook fumbles because it, it, at that point of the game it's fourteen seven Detroit, and if Dalvin Cook scores, he fumbles at the three yard line. If he goes in to score a touchdown there, it's fourteen fourteen, or at the worst, if he doesn't and they kick a field goal, it's fourteen ten. It's just it's a different game than 14-7 because what what wound up happening is Detroit scored the next touchdown and it's a 21-7 game instead of 21-10 or 21-14. And now you're chasing. It it changes the the way you call plays. It changes everything about the game when you fumble. And what I think is interesting when you look at our EPA breakdown is my favorite play was the over in this game. These are two teams that just score, and the the Lions at home averaging thirty points per game. They, they're just it, the offense is just buzzing. These two teams had look at the success they had just in the line of scrimmage from on the offensive perspective, fifteen point two and fifteen point six for Minnesota and Detroit. Those are one of the you know it, it it's rare when you see McKenzie. Am I right in saying it's rare when you see both teams have that? much success on offense well, against each other? It's just the opposite of the Jets-Bills game, where both teams had no offensive success. Yeah, but it, this was the third and fifth best offenses of the week playing against each other in the same game. Like, that that's how the performance went. Yeah. Like, the only offensive teams better, I guess, were the Eagles and Kansas City, right? Were the only ones that had better yep. better numbers. So, I and mean, the 49ers were fourth, yeah. Yeah, and the 49ers. So, I mean, you look at both of these teams, you look at how much success they had on offense, and yeah, of course this game was going to go over. And it actually was a little bit of a sweat. Now, is it me or McKenzie? Sometimes he doesn't hear what we're talking about, but somehow you left the 49ers off the list. <laughs> yeah, and he was like, oh, San Francisco. Yeah, yeah. He, that. he almost said we again. So, uh, <laughs> listen, this these offenses are, uh, are Minnesota's an offensive team. I mean, they, it, there was it's a, funny how their identities changed in yeah. a year. Well, last year they were more offense too, but, you know, it was injuries, it was whatever. Um, Detroit's the interesting one. So, McKenzie, if we look at EPA and we go back to, you know, an optimal time for Detroit, so it's going to be cherry-picked, and you were telling me these numbers, it's like 10th and whatever. What was yeah, they're number? fifth on offense since week nine, last six games. Since week nine. So it's almost half a season. And they're 10th on defense. All right. And the question is, what teams are even, you know, if you add, the way that some people do it, I like this way, you take the offense times 1.5, so, because it's more important mm-hmm. and it's more predictive of the future. 
So offense times 1.5 plus then minus defense. And then divide by um, 2.5, and you're going to get a number. And that it's going to be weighted to the offense. You know, I'm actually interested, Mackenzie. Can you do that as we're talking and finishing up? Sure. So just I, take, okay. I was going to say, I'll make a guess at who, who's at the top. Go ahead. San Francisco and Cincinnati in the last now, six weeks. The question is, is the Kansas City game in there? Because that's within the last six weeks, right, against San Fran. Is, and, and so would the Browns game be, I think, for Cincy. Yeah, but I mean. The, I'm saying, when you get crushed like that. I think you might be right. Yeah, I mean, I will say. So, so you said 1.5 for the offense? Yeah. Let me just divide, normalize it by two and a half. Does that make sense? Yep. All right, cool. I appreciate it. All right, we'll see. But what we know is that I'm, I'm strongly guessing Detroit's in the top five. I agree. So the question is, and this is the old debate, do you look at the season or do you look at this sliver? How do you weight it? I think you have to weight it more heavily because, like I, like what, we said what? at the beginning. What? Uh, probably 70, maybe 65, 35. But I'm not talking. I'm saying do you look at, if I gave you two numbers, the EPA on the season or the EPA the last nine. What do you? I know you weight the more recent games more, but not as a bundle. I'm saying if you only look at the last six, in a way you're not weighting the prior games at all. So how do you balance that? That's a good question. That's one of the time where I wish Fez was sitting here because well, he probably knows better. Than me. I think there has to be a, a, a different grading for the Lions at home and on the road because they're two different teams. Mm. They average over 31 points per game at home. They only average 15 points per game on the road. So when they're indoors at Ford Field, their offense is clicking. When they're outdoors, it's a different story. And they play three of their remaining four games on the road. Two of them in probably cold and bad weather maybe because they're at the Jets this coming week. And then they're at the Packers the final game of the season. Now, here's the thing. You're bringing up one of the other great debates, which is when we do splits with a handful of games, doesn't mean anything. Because it's you. It was interesting. You threw in there in the dome. Do we real? I mean, we know Jared Goff in a way so isn't good in the weather, so maybe that one's a little more. But generally, there's going to be randomness. Where if we went through and said who's scoring the first half, who's scoring the second, more than half of that, this extreme is just a lot, it was a fluky, mm-hmm. and it's hard. To, I don't think you can know what half. So in a weird way, if you're right, like let's say this: if Detroit is what they were in the season. Except away from home, they're just worse. Then they're not even an above average team. They're a below average team. But if the truth is the last six games matter more or matter the most, and the home away is luck, right? It's just mm-hmm. that's random. Then Detroit's like a top eight team. So it's like those are the questions because you could skew it each way. And it's weird. I I don't know about you guys. This late in the season, when's the last time there was so much buzz around a team? With a losing record. Well, it's the Dan Campbell, the the, the knee biting, and it's also was uh, you know the the um, what the HBO show. Hard knocks. Hard and I guess a lot of it's to expectation because the Lions and the Bucks have the exact same record, and it's it's a total disaster for the Bucks and well, the Lions. We're like, oh, this is a team to buy on. It's just I'm a young team too. I'm already giving you a preview. Jets are one point favorites over the Lions right now. Jets will be my on my card. For the uh, dream pod this week, and most of it is being driven by the home road splits. Yep. All right. And and this is the Jets with a banged up Mike yeah. White quarterback who is in the hospital getting his ribs checked out, just like Rocky again. Who are still one point favorites over the line. Remember lines. Apollo walked yeah. down and uh, don't want <laughs> saying it's going to be a rematch. Don't want one. 
right. Don't need one. Speaking of the Dream Pod, we you know Thursday morning release. We got the number one and the number two winners, and me. <laughs> and fast. All right. So AJ, you, what were you coming in? He knows you're the dash one. Now he's gonna act like he doesn't. I I don't. Uh, well, that's stupid. I know. What's your live? What do you do for a living? It seems like your winners and losers should be calculated. Yeah, 45, uh-huh. 45 and 22. All right. And how now? Coming, I, was, I was 40 and 22 coming into this week. All right. Now, 40 and 22. We said, hey, let's look at your top three. That was even more mm-hmm. impressive. What was that? Uh, that was Entering the week. 26 and 12. Now, Fez, who doesn't like someone doing better than him, <laughs> he likes you. He doesn't want you to do better than him. Mm-hmm. He was saying, yeah. Flip a coin sometimes, it comes up heads. Like one of those things. Yeah. And I said, to defend you. I thought, are you going to defend yourself? And I looked over, and AJ's eyes were just downcast. Like guy's a two-time Super Contest like, champion. It was like a bully was like on the playground saying, don't you wear that. Bring me your dad's uh, hat. I wanted the hat. I saw mm. your dad. Oh, I'll steal from. It was, and then I thought, what? I can't let this be. I go, Fez, what do you think he's going to go from here? Now, that put him in a bad spot. He goes, what did he say? Fifty point one or something? Was it was I think it was fifty two something? Or oh, something that. Like that. But no, but it was below. You just had to go if you go. I mean, eight, if I go seven, seven and five. Well, I, well, hold on, hold on. There's, but you're jumping ahead in the okay. story. You're talking about twelve games, but there was fifteen games that we were going to do entering last week. Oh, you're right. Yeah. All right. So now we debated it, and it came out effectively. Whatever the number was, Mackenzie might remember that it was if you went eight and seven, you were going out. Yes, because we were going to pick three games a week. You were going to have your top three ranked ones. Yeah, but I, I predicted ten and five, which I'll bet against that. Well, now I won't. <laughs> now you just go even for me. Listen. Keep doing what you're doing. Oh, thank you. That's the key. I mean, don't be th- changing up. You got it. And last week there was pressure on you. You did well. So, uh, and again, to kind of segue, five and out. Now, the, only the three count on our one contest. Yeah. Five and out. What were your five? Is that a tattoo with the five on your arm? Yeah. <laughs> Does Herbert? What? <laughs> a heart by Herbert. <laughs> uh, it was New England was my five. Yeah, keep going. San Francisco was my four. Uh, it was Denver was my three. Uh-huh. We got lucky on that one. Uh, you had Cincy and Philadelphia. Cincy and Philly, that's right. Pretty good. I tell you, I found a trend. You're going to think I'm kidding. I found a trend that had road teams with a better than 85% win percentage. So just a team kicking butt. After week, I think, 12. So it's late year, they're kicking butt, and they're on the road. And just that by itself was like, 12 and 60 or something. It was crazy. Yeah. Yeah. And the text thread about the contest, you were, you did not like Philly. And that's that, that trend the is funny, why. Yeah. I mean, it was a massive trend. It wasn't a little tiny trend. I'm telling you. And it was like, I, and it made so much sense because it's like, usually you're ahead, you know, like you're like the, I mean, Philly's got Dallas here, but usually it's a road game. Your bigger favor, you're going to be flat sometimes. I mean, we saw New England undefeated year went horribly in the ATS after that. Look, I picked the Giants in the Dream Pod. I was so wrong, but and and I thought that this game was going to be it's low scoring. We'll segue into that. Yeah, low scoring running game, a game that the Eagles. You know, yeah, I'm not saying they didn't want to be a part of it, but. It was supposed to be nasty, rainy, snowy weather. I had people at the stadium texting me weather updates because I was live betting the game. I was gonna lie, and I did live bet the under, and it didn't hit because uh, the game wound up going over because the Eagles just, you know, kept the foot on the gas the whole game. But 
I was surprised the way they came out. They were throwing the ball over the place, and this offense just really didn't matter. Didn't matter it was the New York Giants. Didn't matter it was a, a team that they could have handled or they did handle easily. They played the game like they were playing against the Kansas City Chiefs. And I, I think what we've seen is the the injuries on the Giants have just piled up to the point where their offense is ineffective. Sure. And it, sure. I, I think the game said more about I, uh, watching that game, I really wasn't watching it thinking like, oh, man, the Giants can't do anything. I was watching it thinking like, man, the Eagles are really good. Right, but if I told you Saquon was going to carry it nine times for 28 yards, yeah, you don't but, bet the but Giants. But that's been every week now recently. And, and I probably would have suspected it this week because he was questionable with the neck injury. See, he was a game-time decision. Then he, why the hell do you like the Giants? Well, I like the under. The under was the play I gave out to, on pregame.com. Uh, yeah, but what I'm saying is— It was kind of correlated. I mean, to me, it's 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 this— the better the favorite teams is better, yeah. Almost always. So I mean, that's the point. Is if we only say, well, obviously the Giants aren't that. How? What does it take to get a touchdown in this league? I think it takes being I mean, way better and the other team being compromised, injured. Well, let's just say this: there was more at seven. There was much more sharp money on the Giants. So, like, you can say that was just wrong, but it was like I like Philly. Early in the week, I like the Giants at the end of the week. I actually bet the Giants at the end. And and this trend, again, it was driven by this trend. Let me grab it real quick here. Well, let's uh, – any other thoughts on that game? And where are you with the Giants right now? Uh, they're, they're they're too banged up, and it, it does not look good for my Giants to make the playoffs bet right now. No. Although, I will say the tie – might come, might be in their favor. The tie might be the oh, it's reason. Certainly going to be in their but favor. It, it might be the reason why they make the playoffs. Mm-hmm. Like it, they're going to finish with probably the same, like the same win, you know, wins as I don't know, maybe the Seahawks or somebody. But that tie, because of the one less loss, is the reason why the Giants will be the seventh seed as opposed to being the eighth seed. This week against Washington is really uh, it's the make or break point for me. Yeah, if they don't win this week, I don't think they make the playoffs. What's yeah. the early line? That's the Giants right now are. As you're looking at that, let's go over. It'd be a little tease for a minute. Let's you got it. Yeah, Commanders are four and a half point favorites, and it's at Washington. Yeah, yeah. land over Maryland. It goes to show you. Yeah, <laughs> it goes to show you how much it takes to get to seven. And I got seven even money, so you know that's effectively seven and a half. You know, when the a... game was in MetLife Stadium. The commanders were two and a half point favorites. Yeah. So what they're saying is that's it. Washington's been somewhat downgraded. Well, you're going through three. So no, that's that's right. That's right. All right. So here, weeks six weeks, the EPA weighted towards offense. Number one team, Cincinnati. Number two team, San Francisco. Number three team, the Dallas Cowboys. That's interesting. Number four, Kansas City. Number five, Detroit Lions. No. See, this is McKenzie special. He's got seventh there, but it's 4.2. It's supposed to be 7.0 or something like that. But he's got seventh, but he's their fifth over there. What was the seventh supposed to be, McKenzie? Like it's the weighted rank. Like if you're first and first, your weighted rank would be first. If you're first and third, it'd be like second or 1.7. Oh, oh, so this wasn't actually the number that was spit out. Oh, it was what was spit out, but it's not seventh, right? It's seven point something, right? It, yeah, 7.0. But you put seventh. I thought it was cooler that way. <laughs> no, you did it by accident. That'd be insane. They aren't seventh. No, now that's now that's fascinating even more. Was that on purpose or not? It, it was on purpose. Don't like, ever do that again. Okay. <laughs> Don't try to be cool. In fact, tell me when you're trying. I'll do the opposite. 
The old George Costanza makes sense. But Cincy and San Francisco, even with those Does two blowouts. Think that's cool that there's a seven there? No. no. <laughs> that confused me. That's Wouldn't it be funny if the girl came up, like you had a daughter, and she's like, Boy, I'm going to date that Mackenzie. What happened? Well, it said 4.2, 4.3, 6.3, 6.8. It then it said seven. I said, damn. I'm going to marry him. That, he's going to be my baby daddy. Jesus. I hope he tells us now he did it. He just went, took the page down. That was great. All right, let's keep going. Let's, uh, we're going rotation, right? So let's do it quick. Oh, Pittsburgh, Baltimore. Oof. Now, I, had, I like Baltimore. They won. I had him in the contest, 84% chance win share. But if you look at the stats, go ahead. What were you I was going to say, this, this game was crazy because Pittsburgh loses their quarterback almost immediately. But, again, it, it, though him playing better is part of the, the trend uh, yeah, line. Yeah, that, if you were looking at Pittsburgh, one of the reasons why you'd look at them is how much better he's been since the beginning of the season. I agree. Not so much so better than Trubisky. Cause, I mean, he was a little, but if anything, it's about the future – I mean, Trubis- what are you going to downgrade him a half a point or a point because of Trubisky ending the game? If it was before the game, not much more now, yeah. right? So, Although Trubisky throwing three picks does feel like it's separating them a little bit. But, not yeah. just, but it's not just the, the picks. It's not just throwing the picks. Two of the three were in the red zone. So that those are picks that take away so points. You add it up, it, it was about 11 points of negativity, those picks. Or some would say 11th. Now, does that, does that, <laughs> is that just taking the bare minimum of... No, like it's the actually taking, they can get a field goal in that situation. It's actually taking the EPA, so the expected point or mm-hmm. the expected points at the time, and then what was the EPA? The expected points added of the turnover itself, which is effectively one team has the ball in a certain situation. Now the other team has the ball in a certain situation. What is the relative difference in expected points? So the expected points would be like the diff- like five or something because the difference between getting the well, field goal three or the touchdown and the extra point seven. Yeah. So let's yeah. use an extreme example. All right. In both ways. Let's say it's fourth and one on the other team's one. Mm -hmm. You go for it and you miss it. Now, if you got it, it would have been plus six points. Uh, Or they count seven. They assume the extra point made. So plus seven. In this case, now the team has a negative number because they got the ball, but they're down the one. So that might be like negative, what, two and a half, McKenzie? Maybe 1.8. Yeah. Yeah, So So it's not quite negative seven. Yeah, it'd be like negative five. Now, if you are down the one... On first down, and you fumble it and give it on the one, now you've lost more because the theory is you would have had second, third, and fourth to score something. So that'd be even a bigger play. Now, here's the most extreme. Uh, first and goal on the one, you throw a pick six. All law like the, uh, the— The Herbert special. The Herbert special. <laughs> that, he, he giggled in the middle. That's all right. <laughs> but that doesn't count. Last week, all debts were paid. Oh, I, didn't, I didn't realize that. <laughs> all questions were answered. You didn't know that? <laughs> he can retire now. Andrew I'll take Luck my so I'm, I'm all right. <laughs> so, uh, in that point, it can be like a, almost a 13 point. Because the theory is you almost certainly have a touchdown, mm-hmm. and now they just scored a touchdown. So two red zone interceptions from Mitchell Trubisky led to uh, the— Effectively, the, the, the uh, summed effect there— was uh, I gotta find it again? Negative okay, ten point eight. Eight, yeah. So almost eleven points negative, which makes sense. Yeah. So Pittsburgh outscored them or, or outperformed them at the line of scrimmage by oh, almost uh, fourteen points. Well, no, I guess I'm sorry, it'd be about eleven points. So it was uh, fourteen against three. So they dominated them at the line through some interceptions. And let's be honest, Harbaugh, 
even though they've let some games slip away, he's pretty good late game, pretty good winning attitude, and the Steelers just aren't buttoned up. This and what did I tell you guys when they're when they're favored in this spot, they're going to be a little. You know, again, you lose your quarterback. It's not just how it did. You know, I kind of gave that short shrift because he didn't get the snaps this week. So in a weird way, if we knew he was going to play, I think it's a small downgrade. Trubisky, though, you got you know, if you don't get the snaps, it's harder. And th- obviously, the Ravens end up losing Huntley too. But that's so late in the game. Right. I, I just think the, the quarterback impact was so great for for Pittsburgh because you lose him so early in the game, like first drive. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but it is what it is. Now we don't know if Huntley and, and it looks like Lamar's not even really possible, or it doesn't seem like they're talking about him that way, right? For next week, it, it doesn't feel that way. No, they said Christmas Eve two weeks from now. Okay. All right. Next game, Cleveland Cincinnati. Oh, now this is fascinating. 96%. By the way, win share Baltimore is 80, 84. Cincy 96. That's domination. Somehow, once again, Kevin Cole. I mean, maybe he's starting to like prank us here. He's got the Browns winning by one. He loves the Browns, I guess. Oh, that, I think they've won every game this year. <laughs> like in his numbers. But again, he's got a formula. I try, He's not playing game. I mean, what I'm saying is he, he's not fudging it. He's got a formula and he's sticking to it. I, can, I mean, I, I would bet major money on that. Um, Football Outsider says five and a half for Cincinnati. Our stats say 4.2 for Cincinnati. So that feels about right. They win by 13. Well, any observations from you guys? Yeah, this is a game where the, the Browns, obviously they need to run the ball really well while Deshaun gets back into form, and the, the Bengals didn't let the Browns run. You've been kind of singing the praise of the Bengals D.C. Mm-hmm. the last few weeks. Mm-hmm. And I, Italian. I, I, I think, on. I think you have you're, you have to give them credit at this point. I mean, the, the Bengals' defense, you could argue, is better than their offense this week. Uh, the worst offense, though, in the league was minus 8.3 points, the Browns, at the line of scrimmage. The worst. Yeah. And Cleveland gained some points on field position, and turnover-wise, it was almost break-even. So, all right. So, since he's good. Yeah. Especially when they can run the ball. And especially when Jamar Chase is on the field. I wish I had a future ticket on. Oh, Oh, you do. (laughs) Was it 1,000 a ticket? I don't remember. No, it was 300. I don't remember what it was. Actually, I think it was 100. We'll see. We'll see. We'll see. No, I'm not sure, but go ahead. It was because it was on Fox. Joe Joe Burrow, 17 and 3 ATS, his last 20 starts. And the funny thing is, when he has a high pressure spot, he's even better historically. The guy's good. Steelers now, EPA ranks, and that was six weeks we talked about. Lines were fifth or uh, somehow seventh in a different way. Look at it. <laughs> Philly, then Miami. Miami still, wow. Washington, Baltimore, Pittsburgh, 10. Still playing better. They hate losing that game, though. Next game, and we're jumping down to. Jags, Titans. Yeah. Yeah. This is interesting. So, line of scrimmage, slight edge, Jags. But Tennessee gave up nearly 20 points in turnovers. Mm hmm. That was the worst turnover performance of not the season, but of the week. You give up twenty in turnovers and lose by fourteen. Hmm, probably should win. Yeah, and 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 the turnovers were. It was the timing of them as well because every time they turned the football over, it was they had an opportunity to extend the lead. And that's the beauty. Oh, so you're saying not just the EPA part, but like what it would have meant to the game? For yes, because they were up seven nothing. They fumble. Then Jacksonville comes down and ties the game, makes it 7-7. They're up 14-7, and they throw an interception. So instead of adding to that lead, Jacksonville then scores a field goal, a couple field goals, and it's uh, 14-13. Then they fumble again. So three opportunities to add to a lead, 
and instead you got zero points and the other team wound up scoring on their ensuing drives. It's an interesting point. EPA doesn't account for those, but some of that's touchy-feely. But like, if you have a running team, for sure they don't want to fall down big. But Jacksonville, I mean, I hear you, but... but th- yeah, think about the Titans game script. Mm-hmm. If they're up, instead of being up 7 nothing. They're up fourteen nothing. Instead of being they probably up, probably do the same thing. They run, but instead of being up fourteen seven, they're up twenty one seven. Instead of being up fourteen thirteen, they're up twenty eight thirteen. I think the Jags game plan doesn't change. They just keep chucking yeah, the ball. Yeah, but I also think I hear you. I agree with that. Like I said, but I also think that they had such an egg last week. They laid Jacksonville. They, they get down fourteen. Maybe they start really questioning themselves. You don't know. But as it is, Trevor Lawrence, a good game. I mean, I would say the last five games, Nat Nat's been the best of his career. It's not that good, but still. This week was really good. Yeah. But although, listen, the so Titans secondary is so in. beat but up. Wait a minute. All questions must no, be No, they're answered. not all answered. Why but the, not? The, the Titans secondary, is, uh, it's a shell of uh, a real NFL secondary. So he should be doing this. But yeah. considering that he was kind of questionable coming into the week with his hurt toe. Mm. I, you I didn't believe it. I've been imp- I was impressed. No. Well. You gotta wonder how much of that is PR too, like trying to throw him off the scent because it doesn't seem like he didn't seem really hurt by it. No, he did not. I think some NFL teams aren't one hundred percent honest. There was that there was that crazy <laughs> touchdown catch. I think it was Zay Jones, or whatever. When he had he just barely got his toe yep. in bounds, and you wonder if that's an incomplete pass. How does that then change the course? Did of the, you the bet game? Tennessee? Yes. <laughs> I, I'm getting a hint of it's a extremely bitter. <laughs> okay, I. I What's Tennessee's line next week? Because I actually think it's a good spot to bat him. So the Titans next week are where are right, you? So as Titans. he pulls that up, we talked Dallas. We talked two and a half point dogs in LA against the Chargers. And that moved from earlier today when it was three. So what we're saying here is the Chargers and Tennessee Titans are even teams. I don't think they got to fall three points for home. Yeah, no, but two and, eight, two and a half. Yeah, I don't even think they got two and a half for home. Nah, game. it's pretty close. I mean, you're right, but it's like we're splitting hairs here. Yeah. Right? Boy, those Chargers are getting disrespected. You you should be taking off the rubber band, big boy, AJ. Well, you're going to be invested in them this week, too, probably. Oh, because remember, <laughs> when AJ was all timid and stuff, I said, Fez, let's bat, we bat. And then Scott said, let's bat. And AJ said, pass. <laughs> no, thank I got enough on it. You should have came over the top and said, Fez, how much is your house worth? <laughs> no, you should have said, Fez, how much you got in that app right now? <laughs> I'll bet that. Or crypto. Yeah. How's that doing? I don't think great. They just arrested the guy this morning. Oh, Freed? Yeah. Stan, uh, see, uh, a kid of academics. Listen, fortune favors the bold. <laughs> was that Drew Brees? That Damon. Oh, okay. But oh, Drew Brees was a sports book. Yeah, he got yeah. hit by lightning. That's a pretty good one too. All right, we talk Chargers, right? Oh, enough. All right. Oh, last game or oh, two games left. The most disappointing game of the week. In fact, I hate. I like life a little less because of this game. Like, just I believe less in life. Seattle. Mm. And I thought this was pretty much my last pick. People like Carolina. Whenever I told everyone, and I went against it. When a line doesn't make sense, something's happening. They get, they've had something. It's not fixed. It's not fixed. What it is is they understood some dynamic that just isn't obvious because this line made no sense. Mm-hmm. And Baker may. Oh, I'm sorry. Check that. Sam Darnold. I had a chance to have one last go around with Sam Darnold. 
and come out on top. Now I don't know what to do. I hate him because he won't start out to this year. I got to fade him just blindly at this point. Yeah, I think the thing that that certainly I missed was Seattle being on their third and fourth string running backs ah, mattered not, more than I don't think. Well, well Kenneth Walker is horrible. I think not having Kenneth Walker is big. He's the defense, he's the offensive rookie of the year. But if you actually, well, is he still? Yeah. If you look at his his attempts and yards, like the two games prior, it's really been low. It just feels like he hit a wall. He's hurt. Mm. I mean, there's a reason he didn't start, right? I mean, he was the back. I mean, I, I'm always worried about running backs seem to flash. And then they disappear forever. Wouldn't you say more than any other yes. position? I don't know. I don't. I'm not a scout. Like I can't look and say, "Oh, look at the way he's doing that." But I know his yards look good. But why wasn't he starting at the beginning of the season? You're yeah, saying, yeah. yeah. I mean, maybe he was so young, but boy, a running back seems to be able to. I mean, look at Houston, right? Their back was young. And yeah, but they didn't start him at the beginning of the season either. Well, it's it was, Smith. It was Rex Burkhead. Oh. Yeah, <laughs> but it, but how late in the season was it? Before? Like week three or four. Yeah, but what I'm saying is for Seattle, because but the switch happened there because of an injury. Seattle was an injury, yeah. Yeah, I'm, I don't. That's interesting. Is he still the favorite to win that? The rookie of the year? Oh, offensive rookie. I think the other thing that happened was well, that Car- might be a real slim pickings there. Carolina uh, ruined Scott's trend of what was it? What was oh. it? <laughs> oh no, when he's, a team's- the, he's the third favorite now. Garrett Wilson and Christian Watson are favorite. So ahead Wilson of from the Jets. Yeah. yeah. The guy, he was ready to quit the team or whatever. <laughs> oh, oh, no, it was the other one. It was but, the other one, yeah. Wow. <laughs> but what, what was the trend where if the Panthers' opponent or if the Panthers' opponent scores over how many points? Oh, it was like, uh, 17 points or more, right? Is that yeah, what it was? so the yeah. Seahawks score 24, Panthers win. Yeah. Trend killed. Wilkes. All right, <laughs> 90% control in the fourth quarter. Uh, it wasn't a good game from Geno. I blame Jets fans for that. Um Carolina, stats-wise, should have won by 15 points. Jesus. And Kevin Cole says they should have won by 10. I mean, everyone's above five. So th- this is saying this game, this six-point line wasn't a, or six-point result wasn't enough. I, I mean, Seattle, I think the narrative's over. I mean, the Tampa game, I could excuse. And Raiders game, I could say, hey, it was a coin flip at the end, and the Raiders can be pretty good. This is inexcusable. It feels like the Panther, or the, excuse me, the Seahawks, who have been kind of getting by with less than optimal talent as mm-hmm. the season's gone on, it's starting to catch up with them. Well, but like, what does that mean? Like you, you're saying they got lucky. Like, like they're the lesser team, but because of just the way the ball bounced. Well, I think they were lucky. Well, that's I, a valid approach. And I think that they were well. I think they are well coached. So why would that change? But as the season goes on, and you, you your lesser talent starts to wear down, you start to what have tape well, on them. Wear down. What is that? Like they get more tired. Well, I just think the yeah the wear and tear of the season. Like I said, but every team has that. Sure. When you have less talent, you're you're. Oh, so you're saying thinness. So we're not talking how good the starters are. We're talking about how deep the team is. Yeah. Okay. Well, I also think this. I like a younger team later in the year except rookies. Rookies hit a wall, and I they got a, a number. You know, the cornerback, they got a number of rookies, and they're both their tackles, right? So, I mean, it feels like maybe it's hitting the wall, too, to some degree. And 49ers, Chiefs, Jets, their next three. 49ers, three-and-a-half-point favorites on Thursday. Oh, man, short week? Wow. All right. How are you guys going to do, McKenzie? How are we going to do? <laughs> We're going to clinch on Thursday. Clinch what? Uh, NFC West. NFC West Division. Oh, that's interesting. I hope they lose. Just to, <gasps> for the drama. <laughs> Last game, my favorite. Russell Wilson. Let that, wait, wait, let let's it, ride. Let's ride. Broncos country. Wouldn't let's, it be funny? Let's ride all the way to the hospital. Uh, yeah. Wouldn't it be <laughs> funny? Riding that ambulance. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you think in the back of that thing when he was in the EKG, he's going, 
Let's ride. Let's <laughs> ride. <laughs> hey, can you put the sirens on? Hey, listen. <laughs> what was that? That you know that was a take, not really, but remember when Tony Soprano told the story about um, what was the Teflon Don's name, the real Don and John York, Gotti, John, yeah. John Gotti, and he said about the ice cream truck, and he goes, he bought that ice cream. He was golfing, and he was telling the story about he knew John Gotti, and he was telling it to the. Um, uh, he was telling it to the psychiatrist because he was saying he understood he was the like the kid they were making fun of in a way. They just wanted him here as a freak show because there was another guy that had like a cleft palate going, yeah, yeah. And and it was like he said he told this story to the guys that wanted to hear a story about Gaudi. You remember that, don't you? I think so. All and right. then he's saying, and I wanted this old ice cream truck. But John, he kept calling him John. He goes, he outbid me. He goes, one thing, though, he let me ride it home. I rung the bell the whole way. (laughs) (laughs) So it was like you're saying, what's that from though? I don't know. I just thought like like a like a a brain addled person. I'm just thinking of somebody who's got a concussion is like, yeah, turn on the siren. I think he wouldn't want that. He wouldn't want that. Yeah, yeah. (laughs) but I do think he. No, let let me say, not Adam Shafter, but someone like. Not like what's it, Ian Rappaport? Mm -hmm. Not him, but someone right below that. Okay. If he puts out something saying. I have this a single source, so I'm not reporting it. But right when Russell Wilson got put into the ambulance, and before they left, there was a slight delay. He said, "Let's ride." <laughs> how much would that have? Like, how fast would that have spread? That would have been amazing. How happy yeah. would have you been that, oh, when you read it? It would be great. It would be great. And I think if someone said like 20 minutes later, even yeah. you know, LOL, yeah. I don't think we would have been mad at him, right? No. I think you could have pulled that off. Yes. But you had to have enough at the beginning to let that spread fast because you'd have to back away from it pretty quick to yeah. not get people pit. You got to say, like, you know, Russell Wilson was taken to the hospital after the game as a precaution. The team says he's doing just fine. Preliminary reports say when he got in the ambulance, he said, let's ride. <laughs> <laughs> I would have done that, but there had to be a sentence about him settling in and, yeah. and then saying, like, he's like, quiet, let's ride. <laughs> Do we have them all strapped in? Yeah. yeah. Russ just looks at the driver. That's right. <laughs> but see, I don't like that either because he's got to be incapacitated away, but he's still saying it. Like, like he's hurt, but he's like whispering. Do you picture him wearing his helmet still? No, he's got the oxygen mask over his mouth. He's like, what's wrong? <laughs> oh, no. He has it over, but he takes it off and sends it off the side of him. <laughs> sir, sir, you got to keep that on. You got to keep that. He's like, <sighs> 100% he was still wearing his wristband with all his play sheet on it. Well, he, oh, he's, he's in the hospital bed with his playing sheet. Yes, definitely. Well, actually, this is interesting. In the hallways, he was doing high knees and practicing <laughs> play. <laughs> See, this is this is nonstop. You can do this forever. Yeah, all day. I mean, this guy, what did he do to himself? <laughs> I mean, when he, did, you know what it I'll was. I'll tell you what. He had, his, he had this big chain out of his hospital gown too. <laughs> you, know, you know what it was? I remember it was Soprano. You know what it was <laughs> when Bobby Barclay goes, "I'm a marksman. I'll shoot you in the knee." <laughs> Shot him in the ass. <laughs> but here's the funny part, though. Up until even when he did the thing where he ran through the plays before the game, he wasn't dressed for him. He was on the field. Yeah. People really didn't get on him. It was like, man, maybe he can. Like, that's why he is so good. But when did it turn? I think the knees on the plane is. No, no. 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 That was yeah. the avalanche. But it was sour before okay. that. I mean, what do you think, Mackenzie? I think Richard Sherman had a podcast with uh, Beast Mode. And Beast Mode kind of defended him, 
And it made him look like a real, real sad sack that uh, Beast Mode is like, no, he's, he's all right. I mean, uh, and you think that's lame. what turned him saying good things about him turned everyone on him. Well, Richard Sherman saying bad things. Yeah, but, I think but Richard but in Sherman a weird way, started having the that avalanche. other voice makes it feel like maybe this is just Sherman because he's kind of a iconoclast. You know, he's a guy that causes trouble or not trouble. He's just not a quiet guy, might be the mm-hmm. way to say. Right. So went to Stanford, by the way. Yeah, I know. I heard. <laughs> so I think he never recovers. I mean, no, like, his image is yeah. tarnished. Yeah, but can he do something with it? Like if, if he hey, starts listen, making, if he makes fun of himself, with no, it, he no. could, he could solve it. This he actually is, could. He's not going to be playing football much longer. Him and Sierra will probably host like a TV show or something, and that'll be his future. Who's going to yeah, be in the media? He's it, owed like two hundred fifty million dollars. You know, he's going to play as long as that contract is in force, or he's at least going to be on the team. Mm-hmm. He might be in, you know, at home. But Pee Wee Herman, you are a little young for that. But. You, <laughs> I gave a Pee Wee Herman reference. That wasn't a drop. At least you got away from the mic. <laughs> that hurt my ears. I did a Pee Wee Herman reference on, was it last but, DreamPod or was it two DreamPods ago? Being a little older is when he got caught, uh-huh. you know, it w- not being the master of his domain, as some yeah. would say. <laughs> Masturbation, that's the word of the day! <laughs> All right, I'm done with this. <laughs> Uh, all right, <laughs> I want to get that. I want to get the word of the day drop from Pee Wee's Playhouse. Do it for when Fez says, "Oh, oh that's right. aren't this the first time I've heard that." Do yeah. it. I'm gonna find it. But it's like you're like having convul- It looked like you were having an epileptic fit for a minute. I was being Pee Wee Herman. That was uh, except we're, the fate we're, we're on audio. I know, but you're just, you're describing <laughs> it. It's theater okay. of the mind. Okay. So anyway, he was. It was a lot of heat. He started kind of being self-deprecating, but we no one wants to pow on someone. Wants the thing they hate about Russell is he's so serious. He so thinks he's putting his fake brand out there, and everyone's buying into it. I think, but maybe he can't be human like that. But I think if he became human, we'd all let him go, let it go a little bit. Like Hillary was someone that was like, in a weird way, her and Russell Wilson have a lot of similarities in that the perception was she wasn't authentic. That's apt right there. That yeah. That's an apt comparison. And when she went on Saturday Night Live and started making, like, went on with the girl who, or woman who was doing her, everyone, for yeah, a while. Kate McKinnon, yeah. yeah, for a while, everyone was like, yeah, cool, you know? And yeah. She went on Howard Stern and mm-hmm. she felt real. That I actually liked her. I've never been a fan of hers. Though I, I didn't hate her as a first lady. I think at the time, it was just we weren't ready for that. In hindsight, she looks kind of inv- innovative, you mm-hmm. know? But I didn't like her as a presidential candidate at all. I thought she was a good senator. I mean, I wasn't in New York. No, you were there. Mm-hmm. Did, did, I mean, a lot of support. A lot of what? She had a lot of support. Yeah, and you know, you would say, well, it's a Democrat-type state. Mm-hmm. Except, you know, hey, you had uh, Pataki was a Republican. I mean, obviously Giuliani, Giuliani in mm-hmm. the city. So, I mean, Koch. upstate is very Republican. It's kind of an interesting yeah. upstate. Right? You know that better than me, but... I mean, I guess I'm getting some of that from Billions, too, but, you know, where they <laughs> depict that. But, um, yeah, it just seems like when she became president or became a candidate, the, the stakes were so high that it tightened her up. And, yep. and you know, in the way Russell Wilson is the same, he wants to, it seems like he wants to control that image. And to such, like, could you imagine saying, we got to let it out that I was high kneeing on the plane. So people, and he thought that was a good idea. Like, it was a leak. It wasn't he was doing it and someone leaked it that hated him. Mm-hmm. It was he wanted people to know. He thought it would be a good thing. Yeah, I think he's a little disconnected from reality when it comes to what's what what the people will think. Oh, he's like everybody thought. I think he thought they'll think I'm really uh, I'm really into this. They're going to well, think yeah. I'm really healthier than I am. Everybody's going to think that I'm just uh, I'm I'm fighting through this. Exactly. Like, why are you on the field running yeah. through the play? Yeah, and I got to tell you something. 
Well, by the way, let's talk about the game for a second. But um, I guess this is a rumor now. But he, what they're saying they're so mad at him now is he called an audible in the Super Bowl. It really was a run play to beast mode. Uh, he called now. <laughs> wouldn't that be funny if someone oh let that if out? If that ever came out. It, it would spread so fast. Because then we hear he's calling audibles in the Seattle part or the Seattle nomenclature, whatever you want. You know, <laughs> it's like what is he like, like brain dead? Like he's like got dementia or something? Like why mm. would why would that come out? And could it be true? I don't know a guy whose stock has fallen like this in. And even if he was playing well, I think he probably wouldn't have as much heat. But this doesn't have much to do with the field. No, yeah, it's all him being just kind of weird. Yeah. He's he's trying to he's trying to deceive and people hate people who act authentic. They're they're a fake. Mm-hmm. You know I mean, he seems very fake. And if he if that is really him, he's just weird. No, I don't think it could be really him because you <laughs> no one really him wants to release stuff to the press secretly. It's that's all about perception. And right? nobody has four different authentic voices, so no. Yeah, and, and well, AJ now has Pee Wee. We know that's that true. he's got a fallback authentic. position for sure. Now the funny thing is. None of his. It does seem interesting that none of his teammates. Like you think there'd be two factions, like the pro him and the. Mm-hmm. I guess not. You got to give Pete Carroll. In hindsight, Pete Carroll kind of gets credit, all uh, like uh, Mike Tomlin. The idea of now we know about Antonio Brown. Tomlin was being, yeah. You maybe we say that about Carroll, right? Not only that, but he like covered up all this weird. Yeah, that's stuff. That's my point. He yeah. somehow kept the team together. Listen. Pete Carroll has a lot of experience covering things up. Yeah, true. Spent a lot of time at USC. All right. So anyway, this was a domination initially, 27-0. But I had faith. Well, I wasn't really watching the game. And then we covered. That's the end of the story to me. You got anything? I think the the thing to worry about here is the Chiefs next week, 14-point favorites at Houston. I don't want to lay a big number with the Chiefs right now with the with what their defense yeah. just did. And the Texans are feisty. And then on the other side, a, a – Bad matchup Boy, just got Texas worse. Are feisty. Yeah, they fought hard against the Browns as well, and it, it didn't last because eventually you run out of talent, you run out of steam. But I feel like they're they've not quit, which I'm surprised. I thought this team would have quit, and they haven't. And so it's the backup quarterback bowl now for the Broncos, where it's the Brett Rippon against Colt McCoy. Yeah. All right. Oh, but now when <laughs> the Broncos I find minus one and a half at home, and. Correct me if I'm wrong. Houston had a uh, was it Driscoll, a running Jeff Driscoll quarterback, in, and he seemed to be pretty effective. But it was a change of pace. Yeah, 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 yeah. Okay, so in this game, and we're now into the KC Denver again. Is at the line of scrimmage, KC uh, had 18 points of of performance. That's second, and Denver had five. So really, it was a domination there, and turnovers. It was pretty even. That's interesting. It was pretty. So we're saying the game should have been 11 and a half. And it was. So if anything, there's kind of. All right. That's interesting. All right. That's it, boys. So usually I do SOVAM. My throat's dropping. So we're going to see. We're going to let. It's going to be a double shot of, uh, you know, whatever. But listen, I'll let these guys decide what they do. But I will say this. They got their own feed. But twice a week, they put it on the main feed, and that's this one. So you probably hear it, hey, Tuesday morning. It, wait, no, it's Monday morning it's available. Yep. And then what more Friday? Friday morning. Friday morning yep. Yeah, so the book ends, I guess. Mm-hmm. All right, so the Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, they're still doing it. 
but they're doing it on their own feed. So search for that on Google, straight out of Vegas AM. You're going to find whatever your favorite pod player is. And then if you want to follow, I don't tell people what to do, but if you want to follow. And if you haven't listened here, if you just saw and said, ah, what's that? I'm telling you, these two, you got a flavor of them here. You get a flavor of them during the pick pod, but you know, even though they're doing really well. And Scott, what was your record at this point? Uh, damn good, prior right? to this week, 30, 27, and 2. So 30, 27, and 2. But your yeah. best bet's killing it, right? Nine and four, five stars. Yeah. yeah. So yeah. your top, your top's killing it. All your stuff is killing AJ it. AJ and I had the best five-star records. Yeah, for yes. sure. Yeah. That's what I'm saying. So these guys know what they're talking about. But on those pods, they're 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 sit, sitting back. They're not dominating because it's not, you know, they're you know, secondary. They're they're uh, complementary players, might be the way to say it. When I'm on their show, I'm a complimentary player. Now, again, very good compliment, but still a compliment. You don't get the full flavor. Like, if you like Pee Wee Herman, if you think, RJ, that was awesome, <laughs> then it's like, that's the show. Is that fair? Is that fair? Yeah. yeah. You what? Here's my quick thing. I'm going to give you 14 seconds okay. to convince the audience to give Straight Out of Vegas AM a try, but you have to do it in the voice of Pee Wee. Oh, I don't want to do that. Why? Oh, I'll do it. P <laughs> hurts. It hurt, like I can only do it for like four or five seconds at a time. I'll get it. He's a master. <laughs> How's of this? Could you both be doing it at once, but somehow you're two different peewees? Yes. Uh, okay. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. You do your peewee, and I, I know which one I'm going to do. By the way, I really love my audience, so I'm going to tell them this, guys. If you want to drop off now, I promise nothing <laughs> except this will be after. If you want to drop off, I and here we go. Three. I'm going to count it down so you know you can. In fact, I'll do it like this: ten, nine, eight, seven, six, five. Four, three, I, I'm warning you, two, one. I've got a show. It's called Stradivarius AM. It's the best show in the entire world. <laughs> <laughs> it's a good podcast. <laughs> I'm never, I mean, I got to be honest, that exceeded expectations. <laughs> It's, 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 you got to You got to do it now. Let's just go. We got to go. You got to listen it's now. It's the pod you listen to when you're talking to Mr. Breakfast. <laughs> I don't even know what that means. I pity the fool that don't listen to my podcast. You know, there's a lot of people thinking, RJ must, he keeps those mothers under control. That's, yeah, that's why. That's why he kicked us off to our own feed. All right, guys. Fez will be likely back. I think almost certainly back for the pig pod. And AM, if you like that stuff, bye. Bye.